0: And
1: Beyonce, too, like Beyonce allegedly has like a an African inspired album in her vault somewhere that she has that the dream, having the dream worked on. And I would like to hear that one day. Um, but and now going into this
2: album. Hmm. Oh, Eden, sorry,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not gonna say anything.
2: We lost me on TV, so go on, anyway. But yeah, oh, and even back, so go this.
3: guys and welcome to another episode of don't let the stands you are here today with your hosts ease mckenzie and nick terrell and shopper and it's been an eventful
2: week how have you guys been um i've been good calm week actually a lot going on at work but it's like still calm in terms of like personal life all of that kind of stuff um, what I, the weeks just flown by, so I don't really know. I, yeah, I feel relaxed between it. Like, watch some shows I've needed to catch up on, Blind Spot, etc. etc. Um, there was cheeky grown cheeky grown ish, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's a filler, you know, guys, it's a filler, you know, we don't really this week mess kind of was of it a good like episode, that. this week was a good episode, yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously, because it. it had her dad in it, oh, well, yeah. clearly. So, um, yeah, her on her own, quite boring, but yeah, um, anyway, she's
1: getting her own Barbie, though. Right. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So she's obviously Hollywood's embracing very much of her. So she's she's doing well. Um Grownish filler episode, but it got renewed for season 3. I did. Um <laughs> yeah we still we still love content by black people that can get me through the day um but yeah loads of albums um loads of mixtapes etc dropped this week um and i think we're going to talk about quite a few that dropped last week uh, because we had a week to process them but yes i am good the rest of you how are you guys
1: um i'm tired
2: another week of tiredness
1: i'm very tired um, work has been very intense recently I'm very busy And um, But I haven't really done much social events Which has been quite good um, But yeah, no I'm just very busy And it's just kind of, you know Still trying to manage to juggle Everything that comes with my life But, you know <laughs> I survive And, um, yeah
2: Capitalism made one just yet no. Not yet Mm-mm. Eden, how you been? Um, I've had a very
3: Mentally packed week So I've decided God. To take a break From a lot of things I'm yeah. not on social media Except from like The Dats account Yeah um, And I've just taken time To like recenter. So I've done a lot of reading A lot of um, Listening to music A lot of And it's not been Like content music It's been a lot of low f- Oh, that's disrespect to producers but it was like a lo-fi session yep. throughout the entire week I was just sitting there listening to lo-fi like reading or writing or just like interacting with different things yeah um because one of the issues that I find I'm having and quite a few people I've spoken to is having as well is social media makes everything seem like a big deal. Yeah. Like mm. our Brexit, our AI is going to take over the world. Donald Trump. Saw that uh, article, the AI one. It's idea. like literally everything is kind of getting to a point now where you need to pay attention to everything at once. Yeah. Or you're disconnected from the world. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, well, we have a friend who's disconnected from Twitter recently. Mm. And a lot of the time he'll respond to things that we already know about from like- Yes. Support. He's coming like an uncle. Like, <laughs> I know you're listening yeah. to uncle.
2: That's <laughs> why I call you big Al. So yeah. So, and yeah. I know
3: that's part of the attraction of being on social media but i've taken some time away obviously i'm still connected to social media through dats and stuff yeah. but i've taken some time away to just recenter and kind of refigure out what i want from life yeah um which i think is really important because a lot of the time it's like grind 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 to success but we don't really know what success is and i don't want to be in a position where i'm successful and I'm not right in the head yeah like a lot of people like just as I'm going to talk about psychodrama later a lot of that is kind of said throughout the project as well Um, and it's a common kind of thread that's used within loads of rappers albums and definitely like generally like you get to a point where you're successful and this isn't me talking i know i'm still on my journey but you get to a point where you're successful and you're just not happy because it's all for material gain mm. and i feel like i'm too invested in material things right now mm-hmm. and you take mm. a step away to come back stronger and you know do me
2: i definitely think it's like really hard to kind of distance yourself from like social media because regardless like you just said you'll get it in the group chats you'll get it and and group chats are a form of like um social media media too so like even me like sometimes i just don't respond to like chats and stuff just it's not personal it's just like from a mental capacity Mm -hmm. like digesting all of the stuff i am on socials but certain stuff in politics now i've kind of refrained from commenting on and all that kind of stuff just because it it is a mental brain drain Mm. and like even consuming content as i've gone on about i think every week i've said this for the past like six weeks um there's been some kind of like problem with digesting content and all of that and I do think it's so important to recenter. I don't think we recenter as humans because the demand is grind now, even if it's at work or grind through posting on Instagram, or you've got to be doing something or looking like you're doing something or on that climb. And it's like, mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. we could die tomorrow. It's actually fine yeah. to just be in touch with your relationships but with even, people in the but real even world. On
1: social media though, some people work in industries like me, why can I have But you to have to
2: be on media. socials. Mm-hmm. You have to be, so you will see that content regardless.
3: And a lot of, because we do see a lot of people who get opportunities from social media well. Yeah, definitely. I've got some. We kind of have to look at it like this as well. Our generation, the millennial generation is one of the poorest generations for a while. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have money, you have to look at how other ways that companies are going to make money. Yeah. And one of the most profitable things that we have is our attention. Yeah. So a lot of the time you'll find that all of these devices, like I have my laptop and my phone on the table right now Mm -hmm. um, with a, giant imac in front of us as well and it's just like there's so many things that demand for our attention Mm -hmm. and it's because these companies are selling our attention they and even when it comes to music as well the reason people release music so frequently is because they don't want to lose our attention yep people make money through streaming platforms now like Mm -hmm. um, i'm currently listening to a podcast if i can't remember what it's called but it's talking about um napster versus the music industry.
2: Oh, I, I need that one. That was a
1: very controversial time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I need <laughs> yeah. that. That was I a very controversial that. time. Um, it's, oh, it's called Business Wars. So it talks about like loads of companies that have pitted against each other. so like Pepsi versus Coke. That's so good. Um, I'm going to write like, that down. Uh, Netflix versus Blockbuster and all of these like massive Goli- Goliath companies and those like secret beefs that they've had and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, one of the things that it talks about is how record executives are kind of against... Obviously digital sales yeah. they, they they thought the core amount of music well money was in uh pure sales. Physicals, yeah. Yeah. And what's happened is over time is that's not true, obviously, because of Napster, because of Apple Music, Spotify, all of these websites. But they even
1: illegal downloading. Yeah,
3: because they, of there was a
2: big problem with that obviously before
3: yeah. and you know because of Napster. Yeah. Um, but it did start Napster Lime, yeah, LimeWire and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our attention, our attention is so important now which is why it's important to take a step away sometimes and to just be like, I need my attention for me because sometimes we're so plugged in that we forget everything around us. Yeah, And we live in an external space more than um, internal. So you'll live like I feel like virtual reality is actually a thing now. It might not be an actual thing where we can plug in and log into a virtual world and like live there. But for there rest are of our virtual life. aspects yeah. of things. Social media is a virtual world. Like When people used to say that, I used to be like, it's nothing like that. We don't put on a headset. We don't do all of that. But literally, you log into Twitter and you become the person that people perceive you to be. Mm. And you have to live a certain type of lifestyle and interact with certain things because you've built a brand around that. Mm. Like, I'll use an example. Recently, um, someone came up to me and they listened to this podcast and they just started talking about music. And it's ha- it happens quite a lot now because we have a music podcast, everyone automatically assumes that like music is my life
2: what's your ass, what's your favorite album like yeah, this like, kind of stuff like, like i just yeah. be chilling,
3: and someone be like so like what did you think of the dave album yeah like,
2: i haven't played it
3: yet like, hello <laughs> i haven't like, really played like, it yeah ask me about my interest like
2: people were like people last week exactly the same were like i'm so intrigued to hear your thoughts on solange and like um i've been asked to like obviously talk about it on this episode i'm not ready i'm not ready to listen mm. Fuck you <laughs> up, <baby. laughs> i'm not ready no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but it's, it's now not, honestly you have something. to take time you have to. To take time and like speak Sorry, about things when you key, want like, to. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like Chopay is the prime example. No no like, no be it's te- so no true. One's gonna be me awesome or yeah, that's a, that's like, a lie because you you do get people that are, like they don't necessarily at you, but they want you. They report.
3: don't at you, but they're like, oh, I wonder what Chopay's thoughts are. On Who you. said yeah. that?
2: I mean, I got a list. They're if you probably, want a list, <laughs> I got a list. <laughs> nah,
3: you're known as like the the knowledge the receipts like the receipts like he calls himself the uncle so like yeah. if you're the uncle and we are the nephews and nieces then we need advice from our
2: uncle no Isn't uncle that- always got the wisdom exactly uncle always got the wisdom exactly except for the yeah old weirdos but yeah,
3: but yeah i went off on a tangent but that's how i'm feeling like the world is <laughs> trying to steal our attention and we need they to are re- we need to reclaim it a
1: book about I do know about that I saw it in the Observer New Review I read it was like a five page um, piece like, I remember what it's called I, go. I was
2: reading something basically as well basically everything you said Surveillance there's Capitalism something like yes this. I was reading that article this week yes. so like, listen nah they literally there's there's, there's stuff that we don't even book. know I'm about to buy that book we don't even know um, some of the rules and stuff like that that these companies are operating in and they're literally seeing our data they're um, estimating how our behaviour is going to be in the future yep. and preparing for that preparing mm-hmm. the technology and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like even in it's like that thing in China or um, Japan one of those two countries where you're basically ranked on your social security number because they have all this data about you and know what you've done and your predictability to go against the government and stuff and this this is real guys like honestly they can stop you from flying they can stop you from mm. traveling oh you train. mean the social score the social score that's yeah, it exactly okay, yeah. the social score so literally data is being used to obviously grab our attention but to analyze our future behavior out mm-hmm. here so this is a scary so, world like it is tr- um, surveillance capitalism it's a real concept it's Thing. Academic media, like all that kind of stuff, they've done the reports, and it's a book. It is called I, I think
1: this woman, she's been working in tech for like the last thirty years. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of research in her own time, and she finally—this is her second book. Yeah, but she wrote a book about this. It came out. It came out th- three weeks ago. I've been seeing a lot, but I need to buy it. I can't what it's called right now. So how do you guys think that's The
2: Age, out? I'm getting the book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism oh, by no, Maria, so, right? Shoshana oh, Zubouf. Was... <laughs> Maria. <laughs> Maria. Cheeky Maria. you see um, white names. It's Maria. So I think she, I oh, believe bro. she's German, but it's Shoshana Zubouf. Yeah. Last name is Z-U-B-O-F-F. no Maria. There's no M in that name. No (laughs) Maria. There's no M whatsoever. And the article was um, called The Goal is to Autonomate Us. um, Welcome to the Age of Surveillance Capitalism. It's on Observer. That's interesting. How do you think that will affect music? So it was kind of like what you said in the end of our season one, in my opinion. So obviously, and I know you put an... So Eden was tweeting um, and he put... um, this app ah, this me. week, yeah. So that creates so or creates songs it's like automatically or creates. By something. the sounds
3: of it, it's like an app that can create music for companies and like events and it's stuff cool. like that. So it doesn't sound like something that's aimed towards the music industry, but the technology can be transferred. It will take money out of the pockets of people who would create jingles and stuff yeah. like that for artists. Mm. Yeah, but
2: yeah. So yeah, also, also like that market and climate of creating without necessarily using humans and then capital mm. like um multiple forms of capital because yes they'd be investing a lot in that technology in the interim in the beginning but long term they can rely on that for 20, 20 30 40 mm. years until yeah. upgrades and stuff come up and with these things auto updates look at google the infrastructure there they automatically update um so i think it's going to affect the music business in a in a weird way, I feel like like the debate you two are having on that the that episode, there. Well, there are already virtual stars in chat in um, Korea, China, Japan, all these kind of markets, the Southeastern market. They are the pioneers of this shit. So if we want to look to the future, look at them. Look at these concerts, the Amy Winehouse thing, just, and stuff like that. Pardon. If
1: people have tried in the Western world. Today, yeah. Like I don't know if you guys, this is a real, real, real throwback. Does the the name V birds Ring a bell to either of you.
2: I've definitely heard the name.
1: Okay, So it was a show on Cartoon Network
2: years ago. Yeah, I've heard the and name. It literally only had yeah. two
1: episodes and it got cancelled. But they were a virtual singing group, hmm. four girls. And they actually released two singles that charted in the top ten. And I don't know what, what happened to it, but they, they literally released two episodes and that was the end of it. And I saw the I've Never saw that. it again. Never saw it again. But yeah, these they were actually like... A virtual singing group. They even went on like okay. this was oh further that. throwback guys. You know me by knowledge. Oh, yeah. the receipts. There was a show back in the day called Pop World on Channel Four Sunday mornings. I remember that they were on there. So there were these four cartoon girls oh talking my to God.
2: whoever the presenter was. They so actually got a bit of promo. As oh, well. sorry,
1: so yeah, Nick's googling. So you see, I'm um, Nick. Li-
2: literally, hold on. Cartoon Network is coming up. feedback. birds. Yeah, so like, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this, I remember this it? Yeah, 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 hold on, Google images
1: And they had like a, a game, they had a game Yeah, you Yeah. Look? no, I it remember this,
2: the Afro chick Yeah, I remember, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Yeah, that was a thing, they that were, was, a they, thing. They, they, was it, they released two singles Did they? Yeah So it was like a real concept but in that's terms not of they were going to be adults as well no,
1: no, 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 I wouldn't say that, what I'm saying was I'm saying that in the Western world, they've worst, tried it But it clearly hasn't been the same success that it's been in other markets mm. but is, I, is that the same thing because isn't it just real life people voicing cartoons versus like ai technology which is an actual robot well no of course no but of course but, but this saves a lot of money though oh okay because That's think about it, rather than getting actual yeah. four real girls you know the four, same process oh, in, yeah. is in yeah, mind yeah, like I you know, saving money it saves a lot of money so yes obviously someone has to, to voice them because they're characters but mm. like you know, they don't have to go on tours yeah, yeah. like
2: Yeah, you could draw the total cost,
1: cost so much. PR, yeah, you save a lot of money. Yeah, you could put you can start to make a lot of money because imagine the branding you could do. Yeah, so so I always wonder like what why those it just got cancelled off two episodes Mm. because the two singles out the show just got randomly dissipated off the air. Because I remember even before the first episode, I remember seeing it every episode. There was promo, mad promo. Yeah, then when it finally aired, it just Disappear. And that's the
2: same kind of promotional tools that they actually do in um, K-pop right now. So I feel like K-pop is the archetype of, of this because they make brand, bands that are literally identical to each other. So this new boy band I was looking at last night, Text or TXT or whatever, they um, obviously come from BTS's camp, the family of them, kind of big hit entertainment, which is one of the bigger labels or emerging bigger labels in the K-pop market. And they had literally a 100... Thousand retweets off of they just introducing who they are, yeah. Like, can you imagine that in the western world? That does not work. You I grind happen, all though. of that kind of stuff, and yeah, I feel like I they're gonna use be that same us. imprint. Yeah, in that market, they could do that tomorrow, but they're, they're doing it now. Holograms and stuff like, I feel like there was a lot of backlash with the two pack, the Amy House, all that kind of stuff in the western world, and the. The Prince, the prince. which was
3: just a sheet with a projector.
2: Li- that basically. was so tr- trash. But um, in the Korean um, market and stuff like that, Southeast, Southeast Asia market, they they got hologram concerts. Mm. People turned up to them full capacity. But I think it's dumb that. though. It's weird. It's weird I'm going to
1: make me. one point, but I'll say this quickly. I think the hologram thing is just dumb because I remember, uh, there was, so I don't know if this actually happened, but they were going to do a Whitney Houston tour, inverted Commerce. But I was like, do you, so the, obviously the image they're going to get off and put on this projector, I could just go watch it on YouTube. Because it's going to be footage from a real performance she did 20 years ago. This so, is actually really interesting. So why would I go to the O2 Arena to watch a projection? But or it re- will be automated it, you know, versions of the is new really performances. really interesting
3: because one of the things that was tweeted earlier this week was, do concerts still have the same effect? yes from and, our account some, right and yeah, yeah and some of the re- sorry that's pod just plug um going on so, it <laughs> some of the responses that we received was the reason that some people go to concerts still is because of the environment so they don't always go for the artist they go just to experience what's usually a solo experience with other people yeah so if they do have like a Whitney Houston things our generation some of us wouldn't have had the opportunity mm-hmm. to actually go and see a Whitney Houston concert mm-hmm. but there's loads of Whitney fans so of course. it's more of like a meetup thing than it would be for Whitney Houston. I,
1: I get, see, mm. I get that, but my thing is that when you enjoy, so this is me that I I go to you go concerts. I go to everything. Seeing No Name in a couple of weeks, cheeky, <laughs> cheeky um, No Name. I go to everything, but it is also I definitely do get that community thing. Yeah, but it's also like. Cause when you're seeing an artist, what well, and then, by the way, I see people that can sing and dance and act, um, and play. I don't, and do Not act. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, fight scene. I, I don't <laughs> see, I don't see <laughs> um, non musicians, non vocalists. I, I see people that have talent. So I made that clear. I will not be seeing um, Gucci Mane, sorry, um, or Chris Brown. I, I won't be paying for them. Yeah,
2: Gucci that. Gucci Mane's actually coming up in my list. <laughs> is, he, is, he a
1: good, is he a good performer though?
2: But does he have to like dart listen No, no, no. His no, music, no, does no, he have to actually no, do it? No, no, but
1: even like just rapping his songs, he just shouts. Wait, I mean, hours. I would go to a Gucci, so I'm not going to lie. Wait. I Question <laughs> Would
3: you go to a Chris Brown? For, wait, let me finish. Would you go to a Chris Brown performance if he was performing his
1: old stuff? No, because he can't perform anymore.
2: Okay. So I feel like if he came to the UK, my young self would like force yeah. me to Low have to want to go. There, so. Like I, I want to just go. It's more for like the spirit of the salt, Like I just want to hear. I just want to hear, hear his, I want
3: to hear his nineties. Like not nineties, sorry, sorry, sorry. Early sorry. 2000s Early or late 2000s.
2: Yeah,
1: either. no. Yeah, he'll do this anyway. Like he does the songs anyway when mm. he goes on tour.
2: I saw oh, a clip of him doing crack this week too. If you
1: read his set list, like I read every time, even even I'm not going to see you, I'm always curious to see what artists put in their set list. He still does he does those songs. What songs?
2: Kiss Kiss. What, what really? Was,
3: yeah.
1: Oh I didn't just make it look like it's the
3: techno shit.
2: That's why I'm always he, what, he, he does like 30. No, no, titles. no, he does, he does, which is why if he came to the UK I would probably go because I know that he's gonna play oh. it all. If I went to a Chris Brown concert, I'd wanna hear Young Love.
3: I'd wanna hear Yo. He,
1: he may not do Young Love because that wasn't a single. Cheeky Twitter. I hear Gimme
3: That no, not deuces. I want to hear du-
1: <laughs> he does juices. He does deuces. Yeah,
3: obviously. Um m. I want to hear his old stuff. Man. Yeah,
1: he, he will do them. But my issue with Chris Brown is that he can't sing live. And, yeah. No, um, I think he, we, I he, feel like we he, had this. He can't court, sing live. He's, he's terrible at lip syncing. And I just and thought, he's on crack right now, allegedly. Allegedly, uh, no, it's not allegedly. Oh Okay. Right. Allegedly. And, and also, every time I just see him perform, yeah, it's just like watching <laughs> Stomp the Yard for
2: two hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah he needs to stop doing the covers like the backflips yeah like, <laughs> we, we, know,
1: we know you can dance we know and the thing is, the thing is know, i understand that obviously he's a, you know he's a a dance he's mm. a dance centric performer mm, mm, mm. but you know there are, when like so when i look at someone like um a sierra now, god rest her career but like i would go see her rather than chris brown because like yeah she's a dancer, but. I feel like it's more of a performance.
2: Mm. It's a spectacle. It's a show. Whereas, and she gets better over yeah, time. I feel like in Chris my Brown, opinion,
1: Chris I just feel like he's just going on stage, just mm. literally. <laughs> No. And the thing, is, no, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is And there is there is, there is a market Because there
2: is a market for doing like um, Performances to songs, you know, Beyonce's even done it In the in last few um, tours and stuff like that
1: And Beyonce can sing
2: Yeah, yeah no, 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 <laughs> I think there's a market for that But when you over bake it loud Which is what I think Chris does But in, in the, but I would still go In the I comparison the ultimate, to Sierra
3: too. and Chris Brown I think it's different because everyone knows that Sierra can't sing Whereas with Chris Brown- and Chris Brown can't sing live. But that was, that's kind of like a new thing. People new? always is people, people always used to know that- There Chris was a the BET awards Wait, in are you guys saying new? that Chris Brown could never sing?
2: No, no, not no, not no, no, say no, that, no, but no. But that's my but point. Like, but like his mid live, to late
3: career- But, no, but
1: live, he's been shit for a while. His mid, mid to late career. For a while. Not always, I'll give but you that. Not always. That's my point.
3: With Sierra, she's always been bad. No, but
1: the thing, but see, the thing is, that. But Nick can know this too. Sierra's live vocals, have gotten a sometimes same, they to, some sometimes they bad, bad. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, sometimes for Sierra for
2: Sierra, for, yeah, for Sierra. No, exactly but, Sierra. no but that's the thing this is my thing she actually tries no, and gets better with that. Chris it's like yeah. a decline so, could, so, the C- tr- so
1: two things Sierra has always been an incredible performer yes. Vocally, vocals have always been mute we always she, knew she's, but I know I'll get a good show Regardless. Even even though she's not a singer, she's actually improved vocally, which doesn't even have to. And also And dancing wise. What I require from any artist I see is I want you to sound like you do on the album. So even Sierra 10 years ago, she sounded like me playing one two step or of like a boy she sounded, mm-hmm. she sounded like the album mm-hmm. regardless of whether you say she was shorter, she sounds like yeah. the song Miss yeah. Brown I, I just it sounds like Lion Tigers and Bears yeah <laughs> Lion Tigers and Bears cigarettes
2: st- and, cigarette and crack of crack Um, and also with Sierra with Sierra in her interviews and in her like provano online and stuff you never see her try and gas herself up no. like this is it she knows what her time to do on stage yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to dance I can't wait to she put on kno- a show she, because she no, no, knows no, 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 no. she knows she's been knowing because she, she knows Goes on stage, she's gonna exactly. kill it. Exactly, she's gonna kill it, with and Chris she knows Brown. vocally she's not trying to with do Chris it. Chris
1: Brown's like, Oh, I'm the greatest male
2: performer, I still all got time. 600 records in the studio.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like but can just, you perform it like she is? no, you can't.
2: Lion, tigers, and bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lion, tigers, and bears are cigarette stubs. Think of them, <laughs> think of them fighting. That's Chris Brown and how he sounds like. And like, with really Chris intrigued. Brown's
1: like, Oh, but. No one's better than me other than Beyonce. Oh, the two of us, we're king and queen. Right now. No, you're really not on a level. Like, coaching with Queen, Brown. Chris Brown no. would never give us a Coachella performance like that, never, never, never. But on a tangent of performances-
3: but, um, Oh, sorry. No, go on, let what you're gonna say.
1: Back to the whole virtual thing. The gorillas have had an incredible career being a virtual band. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true.
2: That's a fact. That is true. That's a fact. And they're like very successful. They are. No, they are. I actually don't know what And mean. whenever they come back, people gas the and fuck the, out of the, it. The
1: weirdest, the, it's the weirdest thing. You know, they've only started touring in
2: the last five years. They didn't tour. This is what I'm saying. I saw recently so like a hype up. about they one of re- their tours. They just record
1: their albums.
2: Yeah. And that would... People were <laughs> announcing themselves as diehard Gorillaz fans when they announced their tour. Yeah. And like people started, were going yeah. in. They so yeah, they, they only no, started
1: touring like five years ago, because I, I remember back in the day, guys um, watch a lot of these music stuff, like Smash Shits of Wars and Top of the Pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever they would be on the show, they would either play the music video or like, like the v they would create a fake interview with the gorillas. Their budgets
3: must be quite high then for like um design must be. and animating. That must like, be it kind of really has nuts. to be for you to be that kind, kind of And these are like,
1: and they're, they're, those those characters are like well-recognized. Like you can go Wikipedia, like, each individual member has their own Wikipedia profile as if they're a real person. I don't know what they're called. So it
2: can work. So we know it can work in in the Western world as well. So I actually don't know what the gorillas look like. Like, yeah, don't know yeah. What any of
3: them look like. Does you know, do you know any the like? do people know what they look like? You can Google them.
2: Oh, okay. I but like, know. yeah, people... Damon Alban,
1: because he's in another band as well. I think he's in Below.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. It's interesting. But yeah, but yeah
1: V Birds. But the reason why that confused me was because when they came out, there was, you know, somewhat still. A crop of girl groups out So why I, I, yeah, I, I wonder why that didn't work Wait mm. So
3: Nick You answered how it's going to affect The music industry did, did you answer that?
1: I didn't uh, Actually I didn't answer I said something else But this is my yeah. answer To answer yeah. that question um, I would say I think that When we see like Budding and developing genres now I feel like They will have a shorter shelf life In future Because I feel like now things can now, you know, you can kind of like grow things, you can kind of um, see things being, how can I phrase it? Kind of being festered and kind of, you know, developed. Whereas, to like Afro swing, like we don't know if that's going to last forever, but like, we can see that, you know, as of now, this is a thing. Mm. You know, Neo soul, that was a thing. You're know, like, you know, jazz fusion, these were things, you know, conscious hip hop, those were things where, I feel like in the future, I feel like, those those things are gonna are gonna stop because be like oh well this isn't banging oh Spotify is not streaming enough so okay stop making that kind of music um Gerald or
0: mm. yeah.
1: So uh, that's interesting because I like- think that I think that will kind of stop I feel like because even even if things don't necessarily blow so for example like Afro Swing is still like a you know UK thing I feel like. Even if it doesn't necessarily bang in like ten years time, I feel like there might still be like an underground crop of it being made Whereas I fucking like in future that <laughs> things will just cease to exist. Definitely, you'll, you'll see things start, but then they just may not catch on the way the men in the big suits wanted to. So yeah. people just stop making it and try another sound. See, and I, know, I know, but it's interesting because
3: so what you're describing is something called machine learning. Um, so I don't know if you are you any of you familiar with machine learning? Is? I've heard the term at work. Uh, machine learning is basically um the way that a program will continue to improve itself so some people have created programs that are able to um learn from their mistakes and then when they run the process again they won't make the same mistake so say there's a robot for example that's trained to run on the same course and say there's a dip in the road at one point Mm. and they fall over that dip the next time they do the run they won't fall in the dip because they've learned where the Mm. dip is and how to avoid it um And it's interesting because if you kind of, if you kind of pioneer that towards the music industry and the way that everything's shifting so often, I think it will be monumental. And I I don't think we will react to it in the way that labels will want us to. Yes. Because I do think part of the whole experience with music is everyone is their own personal brand. Mm. So say there was a program that sounded exactly like, I don't know, like Ariana Grande, for example. And Ariana Grande has a particular sound. But then say the program analyzes that, oh, but people are listening to, um, let's just say reggae, and then they make a song with the same voice, but with a reggae type of sound. I feel like we would want some kind of, um, uh, I I feel like we'd want some kind of continuous branding when it comes to these machine voices. Mm. So I feel like it would be a while before it's it's like anything that's, culturally accepted.
2: It's weird though, because then if i look to Korea again, because of the manufacturing of how their bands are, they're like literally the same, mm. like literally, sonically they're the same. I've listened to a couple texts in BTS. BTS. I've listened and they sound similar. I see that market recept, like receptive to it. So is it a cultural thing? Is it like, because I, I could see them, well there's virtual tours now and stuff like that in, in that market. So I'm kind of like, is it a thing where it might work with certain cultures or certain customs or environments that have been so engineered Mm. to kind of plug in because i think it is down to a social conditioning right Mm. in a way a social conditioning Mm -hmm. to that market and all of that and because they have been in that hyper kind of um hyper controlled yeah hyper controlled market in a lot of different streams Mm. the fact that even down to that social security thing i was talking about you have it's just the right environment and the right product to be conditioned for you to then be susceptible
1: to the music industry yeah but
3: just on your point the reason, So what you're saying is why I partly disagree with why it will work, because the reason that these K-pop bands work is um, these record labels or these factories, they franchise the brand yeah. that they have for the um, for the acts. So the way that BTS acts yeah. and this new group TXT or whatever yeah. they're called, the reason they're able to act like that is because it's a tried formula that's already worked. So it's not a situation where um, they're trying it's not a situation where they're just putting people into one setting or yeah. this factory yeah. and then just churning out artists. Yeah. They're doing machine learning in a way where they're trying something out, getting to a certain point, and then they're trying to put something afterwards so that they can try new things with the group in front of them. So okay. if they fail, they've got the backup with like TXT, yeah. who then will get to a certain point and not do the same thing that yeah. made BTS fail. Um, yes, not, I, I get, I get what you're saying. So, I th- that so, essentially, what I'm saying is, I still think as consumers and people who listen to music, branding is one of the most important things when it comes to listening to music because we okay. still need to understand the artist, and that's why our the Western side of the world kind of struggle with K-pop because we're aware of the fact it's a factory. We're aware of the fact that these artists aren't authentic. It's a different societal Mm. kind of norm Mm. to what we're used to. And we like authenticity. Yeah. Apparently, Mm. even though these artists, we are still kind of aware that's coming out of all of these nineties artists like Michael Jackson, R. Kelly. Mm. Well, allegedly with Michael Jackson.
2: But then I've got something to challenge you on that because in the trap arena, mm-hmm. there were a lot of artists now coming out that are kind of similar Oof. like in terms of they're basically the same. Point, yeah. And there was like even this icy narco figure that came out of nowhere last year who looks like a little pump. He's not doing successful. Yeah, I'm not using say. it as an example, yeah. but I'm just saying him as an example. But little pump sounds like, you know, so many of these littles in the industry And a lot as of executives
1: well. are just picking up people off the street yeah. and molding them like, oh yeah. He <laughs> was
2: in school like last year he didn't care about music but someone my, just paid him my, a my
3: rebuttal to that is from watching interviews a lot of the time what's happening is these manufactured artists don't know their deals and as a result of that there is no money that's actually going into these artists What's happening is they're accepting these big deals, yeah, and as a result, they've got all of this spend that they think is their money, yeah, and then they'll get to a point where they're in so
2: much debt it actually works as a profit for yeah. the recording suit for the recording industry, yeah. Um, so but my point is the fact that they sound so similar and that they're clones, and that the market is kind of consuming them, kind of in a way disproves the fact that we need kind of to know this person's story, all of that, because no one actually gives a fuck about their story. But the I think the difference between time. that
1: and K-pop is I think the what the difference is. Um I think in general when we look at hip hop and rappers, we kind of look at them regardless of who they are, what strain of hip hop they are, we look at them generally as, you know, someone from the streets or someone from a regular life that has now made it with those k-pop artists. <coughs> it's you can just see it. It's incredibly apparent. You can just look Clean, at it. Chris. It's just so Um, curated, so designed. Like you could just look at it. Yeah. And like a lot of these these K-pop bands are basically Asian versions of groups from the 90s. They're like Asian. Oh, yeah. They're
2: Asian NSYNC's. They're Asian Mm -hmm. Destiny's Child. Yeah. (laughs) just basically... And now, they're, yeah. and now they're Asian trap artists because yeah. there's like a whole market of that about TV to appear in our market yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That's why 88 Rising yeah. which is a new yeah. based in New York and that's which actually homes in on the hip hop side of it is on the rise right now. They're in um, Fader, they're in all these articles now um, because they're getting money. And they're, they've they're done that before.
1: Right like there's even like this one girl called um, Regine Velasquez or something. Mm. She's kind of touted as like the Asian Mariah Carey.
2: I think I've seen her name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: And like she's like like a massive, no one cares about her over here, but she's like a massive deal over there. She's yeah. seen as like, the are Celine Dion there and Mariah.
2: Weirdly enough, I read an article the other day where it says R&B hit, um, songwriters in the American market, actually Warmai is a big example of this, go over and write for the artists that are doing K-pop now and the versions that include mm. R&B and all of that stuff. So. You know, there's a lot of influence being taken back and forth, but there's yeah, a lot of investment there to be a honest. lot of it. Maya's make that's why she's still good. That's mm-hmm. why she's still financially good. Part of her money is still coming from that Asian market. Oh yeah, that's what people like she she went over yeah, and just people found were her. saying
1: Maya my disappeared. No, Maya was in Japan. In she Tokyo, went to get her coin. Getting her coin. Mm-hmm under it imprint She only as well. returns to like the American market like a good four years ago. Yeah. People thought she just vanished. No, she, she released was loads of albums point. there too. Yeah. A good, Like a good four albums. Yeah. There.
2: Tours, all of that. They lapped her up because she was authentic version. Yeah. Which actually, I guess goes back to your point point. some people made, maybe they would, maybe R&B, American actual R&B stars like BTK or whatever might, if they went over to that market, might actually do better because they're more authentic. Yeah, and, and they, maybe, and, maybe that's they, and the case.
1: And Asia has a great relationship with um R&B music. So mm. even going back to um, um Destiny's Child, like it's a very random fact, but I like to say it. So Say My Name was a massive hit in Asia before it popped off in the States So internationally. Mm. It was a massive mm. hit in Asia. And I think, um, Perfect Mariah, this is This is why I think it's hilarious. The biggest selling artist in Japan is Mariah Carey. So, so she's not even Japanese, but, <laughs> but like she, her, 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 her Asian fan base is crazy.
2: They want the formula. What they want crazy. the source. Which country
3: is big on karaoke?
2: I think it's Korea. Is it Korea? Or I feel China? like, or Japan, China, really? We should probably research this, but yeah. I, the
3: point I want to make is cause Mariah Carey features on a lot of karaoke. Out um, there. Out there, yeah. What do you so mean? The the reason she might be doing so well out there as well. Is, this is just random thought, but the reason she might be doing so well out there is because of the um, karaoke culture that's out there.
1: So well, people like to cover her songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like
2: in bar, like on, like so. If you were to go one of these big cities, we don't know the exact country, but Korea, China, or Japan, and if you were to go like. Karaoke is big culture, like in the night, they just do karaoke, dinner. Yeah. karaoke.
1: Oh, and they are like, saying they like to do Mariah Carey songs? Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh. So must so market that, must that be might be too. why the market is so big for her as well, yeah. and why she performs so well in Japan. But it depends if they do, we actually don't know if they do karaoke, mm. but I will just tracking.
2: Say My Name sounds like the perfect record for the Asian market, literally. Mm. That's what they all sound like, literally. Anyway, we haven't even gone to what we, haven't we, got we got usually do. To. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a good point. Um, whoever wants kick off first
1: topic, all of that. So, we're now going into what we've been listening to. So, I have two this week. Um, and now that I think about it, they're two very, you know, roots-based artists, two very southern artists. So, we have Gary Clark Jr. with This Land. Oh, okay. So, that's my first of the week. Um, so, he's um, a blues rock artist. And prior to this album, I only knew a few songs, But before, he's just someone that I would always see at award shows doing tributes and I just always say like, who's this guy just destroying this guitar solo like he's just an incredible musician so I finally checked out um, some music from him this week so his latest album is called This Land and it's a very aggressive very mm. political song and when people say that like listen to the lyrics like he's really like he's coming for our next like the lyrics are run nigga run like we don't want Ooh, your boy John. here like he's really he's really stepping on these white Americans right now and um yeah so this album i loved this album and it's me that someone that loves live music it's really great to have a whole album where kind of everything even though it's not a live album it kind of the el is the element of it being like a a concert kind of vibe is there so Mm -hmm. you know because obviously he plays guitar so he's very much heavy on you know all the geeky things I love about music so like you know chord progressions and modulations and key changes like he's great on all that stuff and Mm. it's just a nice little mix of like blues rock country a bit of funk at times and yeah I just think these are just really really well written and really well polished um, songs and I love the lyrical content like he has a song in there about his mum called Pearl Cadillac he has a song in there about being a new father and I, made, I just like the, the span of subject matter on, on the album. I really do like it. Like, um, for someone that I, I just saw as, as just a musician, musician, like, he's actually, he's a very good writer. Very good. So shout out to him, he's a great writer. So that's my first one. And um, check it out if you want some blues in your life, you know, some blues, rock, country, whatever. Just going to add to that,
3: I struggled with this, <clears throat> with this album. Oh, well um, you and you know why? And I realised why. It's because I realised I don't like rock as much as I think I do.
1: But it's bluesy though, it's not really rock though.
3: Okay, so yeah, I guess so. But it was just like I was thinking about it.
1: Some songs are like <clears throat> rock like rock though. Yeah, some I do songs. I do
3: like his music. But in this particular situation, I was just like. Is it the fact that I don't like how it sounds, or is it the content? So I love the content, but some of it is a bit aggressive for the mood that I was in. Mm. Um so Maybe it's something I'm going to revisit and see if I like, mm. but for, as it stands right now, mm. it wasn't.
1: Yeah. Lyrically, it's very in your face. Yeah. Like, and, I, and that's why I say it's different. So a lot of people who are releasing conscious albums or woke albums, like some of the songs, me like he's really like, yeah, it's very direct, which makes me question who his music is
3: for. If I'm being honest, like I don't see, I mean, I guess the, the left kind of conscious white people will probably love this. Um,
1: but when you think about blues artists in general, they're not really black audiences.
3: Yeah. But if it's so heavy in content when it comes to like run, black boy run and stuff like that, then I'm just wondering who this is for.
1: And, I, and that's kind of and that it was a juxtaposition. I thought about because even though once again, you know, blues came from black people and everything like that. When I think about blues music. I don't, really, I, I don't really know anyone that listens to blues music. And this is blues rock music. Mm. And they like, because even if these things are like black genres, like he's not doing funk or soul music with elements of rock, like a la Prince or a uh, Funkadelica. Like it's very much. Middle America. So- somewhat you could argue what Trump voters would listen to, but he's a black man and he thinks mm. about these racial issues. So it, that is a very interesting question. But um well his tours are always selling out, so yeah. he just sold out two nights at the roundhouse. And
3: well he, his live music is amazing. And I actually prefer his live music to his studio albums, which is really weird. But
1: but his his studio stuff feels loud to me anyway. Does it? To okay. me. Like when I listen when I listened to it last night, I was just like, I know you've recorded this in the studio, but it sounds. If, if you if, if you said this was a live album I'd believe you <laughs> <laughs> I'd like I'd believe you If you said this was just a live album He probably just has
3: to change the EQ then And then he could probably resell it As a live album
1: Yeah But um, yeah So my favourite songs on that Are This Land i Got My Eyes On You Feed The Babies And Feeling Like A Million so, secondly, we are heading to Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. We are going to slunge my girl solo star soul angel. So, she has returned after three years of surprise, which is mad to me. I can't believe a Seat See, the table came up honestly. Wait, I can't ways. believe that mm-hmm. time. Is so crazy. she um, dropped her fourth studio album when I get home last week, and. Um, Hmm, where do I start? So I'm going to start off, by because I know people, it's, I would say, I think you guys can agree, this has been somewhat of a polarizing mm. reception. Yes, definitely Marmite. definitely
2: Marmite. I wouldn't Marmite. say it's
1: been negative, but it's... No, the, it's Marmite. People, people have kind of been it. a bit confused. Water. So I will start off by saying I liked it. And off rip, I said it to Eden and Nick last week that it was the production... That was bringing me in and as like these guys said like you know i'm an uncle and receipts and stuff so instantly when i heard like the first six songs i was getting mad stevie wonder vibes like mad stevie wonder vibes and i was i was happy to hear that she said it in her interview recently that she was listening to a lot of stevie wonder and i was like i can hear it it's so clear like the inner Visions album the talking book album i was like that that stevie that's on this album but also like um elements of Thundercat, Amel LaRue, Herbie Hancock in places, like these so like a lot of these like kind of obscure jazz and soul artists. And so that was really what grabbed me at first. But um I do and I feel like the first half is very strong. But I do kind of feel it kind of does taper off towards the end. But what I've come to realise is that whereas a seat at the table was very much I guess songs that were designed to be were designed to be listened to by an audience. Well obviously all albums are, but I feel like this was very much an album for herself. This was this was her
0: mm.
1: vibing, jamming. And that has the whole the whole vibe of this album is very much like a jam session kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. There's not really many lyrics here, but in a strange way, it works. Like I can, I actually play it a lot. Like I was even playing on the way here. Like I do like, and I do like really can like vibe to it. It's definitely a great album to smoke to. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, but I think the topics, because personally, aside from a few songs, I don't really know what any of the songs are about. Mm. Plus, like I'd, maybe you two can decipher. But <laughs> because there's not really many lyrics there, but I feel like even the lyrics that are being said, I feel like the only things that she will understand. Mm. So it's like so down with the click, I don't know what that's about. I thought I can have my interpretation by but I feel like it's something she knows and whoever she was writing with, that's something they the zone they definitely.
3: Within. What do you interpret I saw things that I imagined as?
1: I kind of look at that kind of like a... See, I don't want to over-intellectualize it. I can't. I
2: really can't want that question. I, like, don't, I,
1: <laughs> I don't really want to over That is
2: disrespect. i no, I don't want to over-intellectualize the album. <laughs> Either do I. I but yeah. I,
1: I guess for that, I guess it would be kind of a thing of, you know, speaking things into existence, you know. I saw ah. things I imagined. Hmm. So like... You know, she 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 imagined she imagined them and then she ah, saw them. Then yeah, she saw yeah, them. Okay, okay, Just okay. a different way to say it. Exactly, and in and and that's what I like. In a strange way, even though there's a lack of lyrics here, the repetition does really work well. Like there's, there is like a power in repetition.
2: And someone said it was what DJ Series is in and all this kind of stuff. They said that the influences were from other people that she gained influence from even New Orleans or, you know, from other places where she grew up, Sonically and yeah. all of that. So I think and it's not for us to understand. Like, and even you know going I mean?
1: back to the Stevie Wonder thing. So I mentioned the three albums that came to my mind. Yeah. She said herself, Seek a Life of Plants. I was like, yep. Definitely that album. I can see it. That and that is that that is Stevie's most experimental, polarizing album. And even me, as I'm like the biggest Stevie Wonder fan, fan in the world, I d- I like about four songs off that album. Mm. <laughs> and um, um, but that,
2: we love honesty.
1: The songs I do, I do. like, you know, check it out "Come Back as a Flower," um, "Power Flower," and the title song "Secret Life of Plants." Really great song. Yeah. But um, that in itself, that album was very much. Not many lyrics <laughs> mm. on that album. Not many, it's, it was very much just kind of like a vibe, that album too. And it kind of reminds me of um, Erica Badu's Worldwide Underground, like that in itself. Well, that, I actually do love that album. Like, I think that album just slaps. Like, Erica has no bad albums. But that album too was very much like a jam session, lack of structure, vibey kind of album. Mm. And once again, the time that came out, people were a bit like, what's this? Whereas now, retrospectively, so I think it will be interesting to see how people will re-critique this Solange album in 10 to 15 years time and how it exists alongside the other albums and her, her discography. discography. But no, but I do like the album. I do, I really do like it. Um, I just kind of wonder how it will work in a live setting because she's doing a lot of festival dates and she's touring a lot. So I just wonder how that gonna, how's that gonna work? Mm. But no, so yeah, I do like the album. Um, I will say I was slightly disappointed, but I do. And, but one thing I will say is that um, people who were like complaining that it's very different to a seat at the table, sonically, I would say it's kind of an extension of that. It's not that it is different, but it's still kind of within that space. So, so all the artists I named that were references to me, I would say the same with the last album too. Mm. It's vastly different from Hadley Street Dreams and True and definitely solo star, definitely mm. from that. But, but um, visually, it felt
2: like an exact. The, oh, oh, the aesthetic. The aesthetic is exactly, exactly in the, the same, same. pool. she's definitely in the same realm and space there. Thought, no, but yeah. no, but even but
1: even like, like I said musically, like I would just say that in terms of so with something like Down With the Click and even mm. way to the show. Like I love the. The instrumentation towards the end of that song, and that was when I was like, Stevie Wonder is in the room right now. That is Steve Lund, Hardaway, Morris, Jenkins, the second. I think the hero that on the mic, <laughs> like, no. you know, sometimes podcasts on yeah. that, you know, sometimes <laughs> all I do. that. That second, the song, passion's in the like room. I, said, I, rem- I just remember, like, up when I think for the first time, I was like, Oh, we're really getting Stevie on this album, we're really getting it on this album. Mm. Come through, mm. we love Stevie, yeah. Um, so no, um. That's my thoughts. But my favorite songs on the album. To round that off, I didn't write them down, so let me just get the track listing up quickly. Um, but off off bat, I'm gonna say, "Stay Flow." Love that. Def- song. Down with the click is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love down with the click. I yeah. love that. Sh- love that song. Um, Way to the show. Um, Almeida, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. strong choice. And Beltway people won't say that. I feel like people aren't going to be talking about that song. But I love Beltway. I love that song. Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on Solange. Mm. Eden, Nick, who is next? Me, oh, okay. Whatever, whoever. Cool. Uh,
3: I think we're going to have a bit of an in-depth conversation about Solange at some point.
2: Like to today? I thought we were going to discuss it more.
1: Well, no, I, that's why I said I thought. Oh, was that I, the time As too? I said before,
2: yeah. I'm not really ready to discuss the album. I feel like. The internet is rushing for an opinion from everyone. And it's just like, I need to sit with this. It's different. Solange's material is always different. Like the projects are always different from each other. So... The
1: thing is, is it really different? It, I, no, no,
2: no. You, you don't think it's different from a seat of the table. No, no,
1: no. But even in general, I feel like... If you like p- particular eras from soul and funk music, it's not really like... No,
2: all-encompassing, all-encompassing, it's not. Like, I'm not going to say, like, a different... But if you don't... I feel like some fans have been only fans loosely since A Seat at the Table. Because that was her big breakout moment. That is her big mainstream moment. If you look at the charts, if you look at the attention, if you look at the post reaction to that. And that's what people expected. They wanted another Seat at the Table. You didn't get it. You didn't get it, so don't get mad. No, but I
1: said it before. Sonically, it's, it's not, like, a massive regret... Not regression, it's not a massive...
2: It's but even in direction. terms of like the it's li- quite similar but in terms of well other people ain't saying that but in terms of like the lyrics even you just made that distinction lyrically it's very unconventional in terms of how it is so maybe people even with that difference felt I ain't fucking with this Solange ain't talking too much but if you know who's like how Solange it's. I feel like she's a, one of the in the industry, one of these artists that are all encompassing in terms of she has her hands in every part of the vision and not a lot of artists are like that. So if you followed the journey and I will say I'm not the first album to launch, I'm probably more third at the EP um, True, True from there onwards. And I have reviewed not her first album, but reviewed other things before that. But I would say that some fans who haven't like at least started with her in that era probably don't understand that she's an all encompassing artist and likes to experiment. Some artists Mm -hmm. don't like to experiment. They like to make projects, you know, pop formula, stay in that pop pocket, mainstream Hot 100, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even referencing him. I'm j- I was actually thinking of some other... No, p- I'm, I'm K- saying and Drake. Like that. Yeah, Drake, cool. But if, you, if you're if you not used to an artist experimenting, which was more of a trend, I'd say more so on um, the mainstream level in the 2000s and stuff, Christina Aguilera, we can cite her as someone mm-hmm. who loves to experiment mm-hmm. and go through that. Mm-hmm. And she was a pop girl. But um, in terms of that, if you're not into an artist that does that, then I don't think you'll understand Solange. And like even give the other... The other realms of experimentation a chance. you just be like, it doesn't also, sound like this. Also, so, if you know. you're not
1: particularly familiar of where she was clearly drawing influence from. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, that's, and yeah. So I think for someone yeah. like me, so yeah. like I'm like the uncle of the group, I'm like an old soul. If you've heard them all. But or that's, that's
3: probably why it's interesting that we have this conversation because from my perspective, when I first listened to it, I was kind of going into it expecting to hear something similar to our last- The seat. Yep. seat. At the yeah. table, yeah. But then as I took some time away from it, I was like, okay, this is, three years later on um, no idea what's going on in her life or anything or her influences yeah. um, so I didn't have all of the kind of um, background information to actually say what it was that influenced her sound or anything like that so I went into this and I was just a bit like uh, it is like a lot of it's like interlude music to me um, when I first heard it and then I kind of took it in a bit more and I was like okay it is good but at the same time it's not as good as I see at the table for me personally I don't mm-hmm. see no, my I, and I that's don't, fine I don't see myself wise. like replaying it quite a lot Mm. um but then obviously i saw elijah's piece um elijah c watson from OK player um his piece about the influences for um solange Mm -hmm. um this album in particular and when i actually started to listen to some of those songs i was like okay i do see what they're talking about and Mm. maybe it is one of those things that you do need to do research for yeah Um, Mm -hmm. but then that makes me question if we're kind of researching to like it versus if we're just absorbing the. Yeah, project. I definitely well, this, had
1: that internal debate. Well, this debate. goes back to why I, I said I definitely had that internal debate. It goes back to why I said so. I said like, if you were already of the a fan of the people she was clearly referencing from. So like I said, I just named Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder. Yes. I love those guys in my day to day life anyway. So I was like, oh, I'm getting this kind of vibe from Solange. I hear cool. it. Cool. Mm. But also, so back that was a great article too. But also, Vulture did a great piece on Solange's influences. They, I think it's called Mapping the Artistic Influences on When mm. I Get Home. And it was a really, really, really good article. Like It referenced like Alice Coltrane, um, Stevie Wonder, yeah. um, Amel LaRue, uh, Raphael Sadiq's Instant Vintage, which is one of the most underrated albums of all time. And I was like, I was reading it. I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So there were things that even off my own listens i was getting names but when i was reading others like, yeah i can see that too oh yeah um mm. Minnie ripperton's um very very early stuff like so before she kind of blew up with loving you and all that shit she was like in this a very experimental funk band called Road to connection mm. and elijah tweeted about this a few days ago actually he said that he can see it hear that too I'm like yeah that though that kind of vibe they want to because they were like the most very, very experimental. And that was like the late 60s. Mm. That was a very experimental band. But also, so that's one point. But also with Solange, I've noticed, she always will say that the next album sounds like this, and then when it comes out, it doesn't. So I have two examples. So before A Seat At The Table came out, she said this album, her next album, was going to be very 70s and very Shaka Khan vibes. Then we got a seat at the table, which obviously it wasn't Shaka Khan vibes. And obviously I loved it. No, but, we, we loved it. But seat in the my, table. she was like, she said, oh, I've listened to a lot of Shaka Khan recently, and I didn't get that. So maybe, that album's in the vault somewhere. someone mm. something got
2: scrapped. Yes, <laughs> maybe, she, tracks, maybe she you know? scrapped.
1: You know, and maybe she did because yeah,
2: that happens. You know, scrapped, yeah. You exactly. might have like, to. Yeah. Like even
1: Beyonce too. Like Beyonce allegedly has like a an African inspired album in her vault somewhere that she has that the dream having the dream worked on, and I would like to hear that one day. Um, but and now going into this album, hmm. oh
2: Eden, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna say anything. We lost me on to here, so go on. Anyway, but yeah,
1: and even back. So going to this album, Solange said that this album was gonna be very sensual, which no, <laughs> and she also said it was gonna be very jazzy, which no. Aside, was no, no sensual. A, some, some some songs are quite sensual. What, which one, please? I saw things I can imagine was quite. What
2: like, oh, was that sensual song? <laughs> I don't know like wow. is that, is that the <laughs> maybe some of no wait, maybe some of the wait, soundscapes. Say, is that she, wait, 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 wait. Maybe some of the soundscapes she's interpreted as a vibe, you know, maybe her and her hubby have a bit of rich sex to that. You know, <laughs> you know there was a song that in the visual this is a bit where she's twerking to some of her things, so maybe there's a bit uh, of a special okay, so vibe okay, fine. from her perspective. And you know what I can get that too. But the Shaka Khan example is quiet. No. It's no. definitely quiet. But
1: better. also the bit she said that this album was gonna be very she said a lot of a jazz on the core of it and aside from Down With The Click no
2: maybe that's what <laughs> she. Just, maybe she just finished that song and she was like jazz that's not just jazz
1: <laughs> I, I, but I just think that and then she said that Umber is also quite electronic so I was thinking oh are we going go to go like, because her second album Soul Angel and Alice Street Dreams a lot of electronic sounds on that album but so oh so album. are we getting like a little jazz electronic kind of vibe like, but this is- And I'm going to say to slight her no 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 no, no but it I just doesn't say, sound that way But basically I feel like she says things before they come out, before she's probably finished the project.
2: Or finished the track. So, so yeah.
1: So I'm thinking maybe when she was recording, she was, so maybe the songs that didn't make it were very yeah. jazzy, were very electronic. electronic, but then those didn't make the album.
2: You know, Khalila was in the studio. Exactly. But yeah. then yeah. Those tracks didn't. I'd, I'd love and, to hear um, something with them, by the way.
1: Yeah, she said she worked with Sid on the album. Well, that song didn't make it, whatever song that was. Sid's a producer as well, right?
3: Did she produce any of them? Sid. Yeah.
1: Steve Lacey did. Steve Lacey produced one song, uh-huh. but she said she well, she said she has a song of Sid on the album. This, nah. is, this was like, like a year was ago. Was
2: this in the Polly? Then, then you know, the New York Times are oh, cool. no, no, no. It went no. a Billboard that. at the
1: beginning of last year. Yeah, and definitely got scrapped. Yeah, so got scrapped. Different headspace. Different headspace. But um, different headspace. But also, there's another thing too. So, she said that on the last album that everything we heard was cut down. So she was saying like, there's like a 16 minute version of Crazy in the Sky that exists. There's like a yeah. 10 minute version of Don't Touchdown. Yeah,
2: Man. no, I remember this. I remember this. 16 minutes. You know how Solange is. So like, like you know I how feel she's like, extra. So like.
1: I feel like in general, she approaches everything from like a jam session mm. I'm just messing around with yep. the vibe. No, rather, wait, no wait, wait. They,
2: they, No, no, no. I remember there was a video on YouTube, her recording the whole process. There, there is a long version of the song. Yeah. So she was figuring out how and where so to cut it to go, down and how issue. it would sound.
3: I love Cranes in the Sky. Yeah. I'm not sitting down for 16 minutes. Which is, is
2: why she time. cut, cut it down. She, she knew. But, Who's sitting but, for 16 I minutes?
3: Who's going to sit down and listen to No, no maybe no, because but... in the
2: studio, the process in the studio, you could play production and just vibe to it. So it might not be like 60 minutes of quality there. It might be 60 minutes of the soundscape, all of that, them just, chilling then her finally coming out. oh no no and like, you this don't understand, you understand the way you know?
1: the, the way she, you don't ha- we don't know how what the arrangement would have been like because like i said uh, when that's you go true. When, if you and she said jazz music a lot of classic jazz albums are only forced like four or five songs but they're 40 minutes
0: yeah you're right yeah. so like it's true
1: one of my favorite miles davis songs is called the ghetto walk that's like a 17 minute track and it fucking bangs <laughs> 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 check it out guys miles davis the ghetto walk fucking bangs <laughs> Yeah, but so that could you don't don't understand like you know there might have been more instrumentation there might have been maybe there was a horn section maybe there was a classical piano solo like
2: solos and like real kind of stuff because that's the proper music she might have had
1: some like really intricate background vocals you don't know what that sounds like no, experimenting I, I in will, the studio. You will be thinking of literally four minutes of the, like, I yeah, the yeah. same yeah. finish. Yeah, the same finish. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I was like, polish. I'm not mastered. because I'm, yeah. I'm like you run out of, of, run out of things after like, literally, like, literally four
0: exactly,
3: minutes. Just going yeah, on and on. Clearly, yeah. There's I, only so many times you can sex it away. You can't do it for yeah, 16 yeah. minutes. Like, I,
2: oh, why I mean,
3: you could do it for double that if you want. I tried to sex it away. I would see your agenda, and it's not happening. It's not happening. I mean, you could do it for double
2: 60 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so,
1: like, I just think that she obviously is. She, when she says, does interviews, it's clear that the final product is never. So, I think I've yeah. now learned my lesson that with the next album, she says it's going to be like, oh, nigga, it's going to be some. So Whitney Houston vibes, okay, so we're going to just get something
2: like George Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, Solange will leave you to the mastering and the track listing and we'll just wait for that final product. That's I we'll do. And I feel doing. like a lot of our, I feel like um, a lot of our- Tinashe did that, you know, yeah, Tinashe's that's, that's done that's that different. with her relationship. No, different. but, no, but, no, but, no, <laughs> no but, let me just Because she, she says
1: then her label, oh, so, Oh, no, so sis, this is what we're doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, because night, no, no because night ride was meant to <laughs> actually be joyride. <laughs> 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 but it's the same. It's the same process of like sounds change, business change behind. But whatever, yeah. Like with Solange, I've appreciated that she's an old soul at heart, really and truly. Yeah. So she likes to do those unconventional kind, not unconventional, a, but just she, older school. She's affordance.
3: in an interesting position as well
2: because she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. I love the, the freedom that she does, and she doesn't care about the restraint. She is signed to Columbia, great, but she doesn't care about the. Strains of the business, she's gonna do what the fuck you she to do. No, but she does you know? in a way. There's benefit. no pressure
1: on her to be like a big seller. Yeah, yeah, no, she knows I, I her position. Think there is. Because it's of, not so large. No,
3: because of who her sister is. I feel like there is. There's, no, but there's a what? There's a pressure for her to reach a certain
2: level. No, no, but, no not no, anymore. No, not there anymore. was, I would say, there was not, back no, in the that day when she was she's like this considered stuff. like in her own league. Yeah, I feel like she, yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. So, I'm does
1: give a fuck. So, this is what I'm gonna say. I've said anymore, I've always said this. I think before see at the table, people were always trying to just compare. Kind of, basically mm. the kind of the way, like I look, look at Michael and Janet, they're their own separate entities, but they were both Compared. massive stars. Yeah. Whereas I think for a lot of people were gonna yeah, try Janet and put Solange amazing. in that. Solange was never going to be a pop star. The last album is when she finally stopped being Beyonce's sister. Mm. To, me, she's, to me, as someone who's been there since 2007, yeah. she's always just been, Solange to line. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So the mainstream world, she stopped being Beyonce's sister with Seat at the same. Yes, so and when for Drew me, came out, it was like okay, this is good, but Beyonce's doing yeah. this. When see um
2: there were still those comparisons. When Soul
1: Angel came out, oh but Beyonce's doing this.
2: Yeah. Oh, he start doing this. Beyonce's sister, da da da, but da the, the, the last, reviews were The last
1: like album is when she finally went to the world like oh Solange is her own
2: This is what we fucking with now. This is what Solange yeah. does.
1: Beyonce is here that's what they yeah,
2: do. completely different and then sides. Janet and had it. that
1: moment too with control. But the difference yes. is the difference yes. is Janet also became a massive pop star.
2: Janet mm. is huge. And people do you know what? With but Janet's she's very receipts. Different though, to Michael. Even with Janet's receipts, though, a lot of people I find, obviously publications, all that, the people that know know. But a lot of people don't actually deep. I did it like a Sunday two years ago. I went through Janet. Janet is Janet's phenomenal. Like her, was bigger than Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and people in our generation, I feel like, don't actually acknowledge or receive that information. Mm. A lot of us, Janet was her own Jackson entity. Mm. Janet was that girl. Well, still, and well, she still is. Now. Yeah. And people still recite like Janet is my inspiration. Janet, Janet was that girl. Yeah. yeah. Bigger than these, but girls. at one point, no. she
1: too when she first came out, was like, oh. Of course, And, no, yeah. and no, she had it worse because all her siblings tried to go solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So it was like, here we go again. Uh, no, literally. No, no, literally. Again. And, and this will be my dissertation yeah.
1: that's coming out whenever.
2: Oh, <laughs> we're getting confident with did this now. I like it. Go on, go um, on. So, Are you going to talk about LaToya in that? <sighs> for, for what? I feel like, <laughs> one, <laughs> maybe one word, yeah, there'll be one reference. Sentence. Yeah, But yeah, but, of, one
1: at, at, but at one point, <laughs> there was a point where every single Jackson child released an album and it flopped because it was like, oh, Joe Jackson trying to make another Michael. Yeah. And then Janet's the youngest. So, so when Janet we finally go. dropped her album, it was like, oh, fucking hell, the last yeah. one.
2: Get her out of here. And then, yeah. yeah,
1: but then eventually she broke through. It's like, oh, wait, yeah.
2: oh. We see what's mm. happening in that single. So,
1: it's, you know? so, so, so Michael's sister-
2: She got something. She's got something. Yeah. And then, She's not shy anymore because she's she shy.
1: Her own thing. And now, yeah. now Solange has had that too with a seat at the table. Yeah. But the difference is like I said, Solange is is different, but she's not a pop star. Yeah. Jenna became her own thing, but she was also yeah. a big pop star yes. like Michael. Yeah. yeah. Solange I- is a niche on the fringes kind of eyes, no. and that's why she does festivals rather than tours to Torina and shit definitely oh, yeah, Defin- and museums and yeah, stuff yeah. like museums other experiences
2: stuff. and I feel like Solange like this is going to be the oddest probably comparison ever because one of them sells a lot but one of them don't but in terms of what freedoms she's able to do now she reminds me of kind of like Frank Ocean in terms of that she's just able to do what the fuck she wants she realises her position she doesn't give a fuck as much um, Frank might give more of a fuck but in terms of their artistic expression and where he don't give Give a fuck if it's a interlude or whatever, them. and what their fans expect from them exactly. So their fans, exactly. So for
1: example, if the way if Taylor if Taylor Swift drops an album and it didn't go to number one, her fans would be crying. It's quiet. But if Son so so last album did go number one, mm. this album's going in the top five. Top five. No yeah. one cares. It's like oh well, that's long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even even for me, I'm surprised. She even got a top 10 album. When It's in the Table went number one, I was like, Salonj, That's when I started to look, so I was like, it,
2: whoa. Cause her last album,
1: whoa. true EP, it didn't even
2: me. make top 100. Me, mm-hmm.
1: So when It's in the Table, David's number one, people, what? That was so the Stallone biggest Jude? shock. That
2: was really <laughs> shocking. That was, was something she, happened. And, and something she happened. was shocked. Yeah. She was shocked. She was like, oh, I got a Be out here now, bitch. Like I'm on the
1: mainstream now, Forbes. I, mean, I think that, I think like, um. Like she made history, I think like her, her and Beyonce were the. First, there was something about the charts. They were the first to just have number one albums in the same year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the same year, Lemonade. The came out. Stands? Mm. I, well, I guess everyone has stands. I guess.
2: I don't think they come and kill. Like I don't think I don't it's don't, like that. Like it's not. I feel like they're they're mature fans <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. But, I never um, see a Solange. So yeah, I think mind. people just. I think people. I think people have just. Like, have just let. They Solange just, B. Just, yeah. It's like people, someone said I saw a tweet, um why is Solange more successful than Kelly Rowland? And I'm like, it's oh, different. It's, it's a different comparison. dynamic. Mm. It's a different dynamic. Stop it. Just say stop Kelly it. were in the same group. No, stop do, it. Stop brains. it. Like, stop whole,
2: it. Why do we do the whole this? It's taken
3: long for Kelly to release an album. How she promised an album. That's Kelly's ago. fault. But
2: that's Kelly. That's Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, that, that, Rowland. Right I'm now,
1: saying. a lot of mm. this, when it comes to Kelly Rowland, there definitely is obviously like you know industry stuff and politics. Yeah. And obviously, be honest, his dad managing her for the first couple of years. That
2: was some trickery out there. Him and her and Michelle. That was some robbery. But Michelle Michelle prospered in her lane though. Yeah, in gospel. True. Michelle has a great lane. No, now, but as in like that early... No, Michelle's first
1: album did very well.
2: No, as in like the management was definitely... Something to keep them no, the in track, but in my is, opinion, I think it affected from, Michelle yeah.
1: less because Michelle was never going to be a competitor. Yeah. Whereas Kelly and Beyoncé were going to s- still
2: exist. There was still in the pop R and B. And Kelly had a single, you know, yeah. Out of her belt to, so I think that's
1: different. Yeah, but Kelly is also, and I know this from people.
2: I know personally, she's she's known to be lazy. I mean, it, it, and it shows, and it shows, you know. She's I'm glad she's got them product deals to yeah, pay for you known, know, <laughs> the stuff. No, because she's got a pretty face. She's a mother. She's got assets she's known, to work, yeah. you know. Like, she can sell stuff. It's so good. So
1: there's, a, there's a, a big, few reasons why Kelly didn't. Because Kelly.
2: And you can see the laziness. Because Kelly
1: could have definitely had her own lady. It wasn't like, oh, Beyonce fans ruined it. No, yeah, no. No, no, no. There were many chances. There were many chances where Kelly could have. Yeah. Kelly could have taken. Yeah.
3: Have you guys seen a video where Kelly said she doesn't know what Excel is?
2: Mm. Yeah, there's, there's been been a few videos on that. the real. That's um, privilege. That's no, but like the thing is privilege. with Kelly, she had several chances. You know, you could have done it in R&B. You had your Europop breakthrough, yep. which gave you another market, yep. which was unexpected. Your commander, David Guetta, you could have done all that. You failed again, cause you were lazy. And then even- That's what and happened. Even just that, and you I, took I just X think, Factor. Think, I just think, I just think well, come on I'm, girl, girl. I have to say about that. Wait, let's-
1: X wait, Factor on both sides of the pond. This dumb woman, Kelly, I love you, but- And I am waiting for the next album, because. At this point, people are like, oh Kelly is gonna blow next album. No, that those days are done. It's mute. It's, it's very mute. It's been seventeen years, she's not gonna blow like that ever again. Yeah. At this point, I just want a good mute album because she does make good solo music. But I yeah I'll never yeah, think yeah. I never, never like think, this still slaps. What? Oh, yeah. oh, come on! I mean, we're, we're talk completely. a good game. We're talking about the recent. stuff
2: No, no, like this still bangs.
1: That one song, that like this I love bangs that song. Girl. I love, that but yeah, thing. talk
2: a good game. That actual song as well. And the I album, I love it. And the but, album, um, yeah.
1: This girl
2: had a solo
1: tour booked of the dream. What did she go and do? Has to go do X Factor? Yep. Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. On both sides and of the pond. On you both sides X-Factor of the pond.
1: And didn't promote your album?
2: Yeah. One little medley. No, one <laughs> little. No, 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 listen, listen. listen. No, chair. please. No, please. Please, please, please. No, there's one little medley this girl did. Yeah. Down for whatever. No, no, no. For no,
1: no. I took to US. Oh, no. It was quiet there. Yeah. <laughs> it was so no, quiet we're there.
2: to US. Yeah, it was mute. It was mute. She
1: had a tour. She was on tour, took a good game with The Dream. It was gonna be like 20 dates across the States. I was like, yes, Kelly, you better do a tour Good, Good, good you know, for the album.
2: Nice collab. Oh,
1: like, uh, gonna cancel it to do X Factor US. And then you don't even promote the album on the show. And then you got canceled after the next season.
2: So what did you gain? Yeah. <laughs> the views weren't even there, like the in the American Idol there. and the voice space. So I don't know what the Americans made Americans did yes. fuck X Factor. The X Factor was not it. It was not it. In the America. Americans
1: did not fuck with X Factor. I always
3: X-Factor. remember when Cheryl Cole went over there and they, they kicked her off because they didn't understand the her accent. After two, <laughs> two days.
2: <laughs>
1: Get back on that flight, ho. You'll no. never break over <laughs> there. You will never break. Anyway, Eden. And, and you two, Rita you will never break over there either.
3: Eden. Uh, Suggestions. Suggestions. Suggestions?
2: Yeah, what, what you've been listening oh, to. Oh, I've been thing. listening to. Yeah, oh, sorry, no, suggestion. No. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, yeah,
3: what you've been listening to. Cool, so. What I've been listening to, I think I've got three in total. This going
1: uh, to be a long
2: episode.
3: <laughs> Sorry, guys.
2: Nah. Joe Budden.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, yeah. All right.
3: So the first one is an album by an artist called Sid Shuram. So he is... How do you spell that? Uh, Sid and then S-R-I-R-A-M. Okay. So I think he's Canadian. I believe he's Canadian, but he's one of those like old YouTube people that I used to listen to. <laughs> um, He is Indian. I want to say Gujarati. No, Punjabi. He might be Punjabi. Hmm. Um, But he makes... He makes like the, like, old R&B type, like- What's his name again? Sid Shriram. Um, He makes that SID S-I-D. S, I'll send it to you afterwards. Okay. Um, but he makes like, old R&B, um, oh, what was my point? Uh, like, old R&B Punjabi-infused infused <laughs> music. Um, and it's just a really, really good project. It's called Entropy and there's a song on there called It Isn't True which I just find is beautiful his voice is very similar to The Weeknd's but like more uh, but better essentially like he's someone who sounds like they've been vocally trained his mum's a music teacher um, who teaches like young kids and stuff so I I imagine he is quite classically trained as well he can sing I do but it's just he's better is what I'm saying
2: I'm finding that I hear a lot of the weekend sounding artists with R&B from Toronto and stuff like that, and yeah. like yeah. Canada, they are well, just trying to copy stuff. the formula. I but really no, but I really do like their tone to songs as well, mm-hmm. like generally. But yeah, go on.
3: But by mimicking other people, you won't become successful though. True, that's that's, a that's fact. always the case. Speaking um, to you, Anders, and to certain you know, people that are famous at the moment that make music like Thank You Next. But um, oh. so entropy. So entropy <laughs> oh. is a very very good album. Um, well. For me, it's just like another chill so album that you can- a f- fan, but- yeah. I'm not, uh, he released okay. a new single this week. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard but, it, but- um,
1: I did, and I didn't like it once again.
3: So, Entropy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, Eden, I'm shutting up, sorry. Fuck. Um, so, Entropy, really good album. <laughs> the songs i would suggest on that is it isn't true six weeks entropy the title track and palm trees fleeting um, check out his old work as well he has a song called elevate which is really good and um some old project projects which he's taken off of like traditional streaming websites but you can find them online just type in sid Shriram, so s-r-i-r-a-m and you can find his music and let me know what you think oh limitless is a good song as well by the way Next one. So I'm going to talk about this one quite a lot because I'm really impressed and I might say some things that I might want to take back. But Psychodrama by Dave. Honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. He's going to guess
1: this album. Yes, I am. One of the best
3: UK albums I've ever heard personally. Ever? Uh, From rap. Okay. Yeah, from rap. Yeah. Cool. I really fuck with this album. So if you haven't heard this album, it starts with an interview with a therapist, um, with Dave's therapist. And the whole kind of theme of the of the album is talking about mental health so he talks about how he struggles with um what's it called um oh what's it called when you when you you don't think you're the person that everyone looks up to Imposter syndrome. yeah, yeah imposter syndrome that's it so he struggles with imposter syndrome with depression stuff like that and he kind of talks about his roots and how people from the uk interact with um, artists who are grown up and kind of blown from the streets upwards and um I just thought it was a really, really well sequenced album Um, I feel like the way he went through all the different topics was really, really good and um, it was just really, really well thought out uh if there were songs i would suggest i would suggest every single one i know shop doesn't like black you don't have to reach for the microphone shopping i've said it for you already um purple heart is a really good song as well and so is um leslie so leslie's more of a story
1: it's um that's probably my favorite song
3: yeah leslie's yeah really good the melody like the chorus is really good as well and like the surprise at the end was really good as well um but my favorites on this album i would say stretham psycho um the song with burner boy location Disaster uh, and Leslie all of them were good but those are just the ones that I will continuously play but this is another one of those albums that you would just have to sit down and listen to it in the sequence it's not one of those albums that you would play random songs from and then try and get the impression of what it's like you would have to actually sit down and listen to all of it um, to kind of take it in Um, so if you do get on a song like Black for example and you don't like it just skip it and go to the next one yes please skip that song but no if you don't like it but continue throughout the rest of the album. Um, but yeah, really, really good album, really impressive. Really am happy at the fact that he wants to talk about mental health more and the fact that he is quite transparent with the way he's struggling with his newfound fame um, and the way that people are looking up to him now and stuff like that. But really, really good album. And the last one, what was the last one again? Oh, uh, is that going to be the last one? Yeah, okay, great area, Little Sims Oh, thank God So, I finally got around to it, really good, really, really good I'm really impressed by the songs on there um, Although at the same time, I just expect quality from Little Sims at all times Which mm-hmm. is mean, making me realise, I didn't include her in the tweet about
2: You didn't, and uh, I was kind of mad at that, not gonna lie I was just realising it's fine, though. You, we we, we shed like, her last week Is this
1: indicative of the way people always forget her? How the hell did
2: I do oh, that? She's but I swear we did a tweet about her this week or something. We did. Like, but her he colours thing. At
1: the same time. Oh, when my I God. So
2: Demolish. Just to give, just to give some context. Colors. Who? De- oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Demolish. And that song is one of my favourites. No, just, right. just to give some context
3: of what I'm talking about, we released a tweet on International Women's Day just talking about how black women or women from the music industry over in the uk are going to take over the scene the same way it's happening in the us and from the people that we tweeted it was um steph, steph london, steph london miss banks miss banks uh lady and trillery trillery banks yes yeah I know where I made a mistake But um, Yeah I should have included her It's
2: fine Like it's actually fine Like we did the Colors thing this week I feel like We've spoken about the album last week well, I spoke a bit about it And we're yeah. going to speak about it now We're still shed light in her International Women's Day Yesterday like She's still I here to, I have to
1: give her a proper listen I've, I've heard the album But yeah. I
2: haven't like Digested. Digested The
1: album
3: fucking bangs It really is good The song with Cleo Salt And that, here's another thing Yes
2: You can say that later here's, later. here's another
3: thing Here's <laughs> another thing I'm happy that Cleo soul is back. Cause I just remember yes. being, being young yeah. and like hearing a Cleo soul and like, um, there was this music channel called, oh, I can't remember what they're called. It was like a music version of SBTV.
2: Yes. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I can't remember what
3: they're called, which is really annoying. And she used to be on it all the time. And I used to be like, who is this girl? Like she's amazing. She's yeah, really good. No, I remember. I it remember. was like her, Yasmin. I don't know what happened to Yasmin. She was like another singer, but she disappeared. Um, she was on the song with Ed Sheeran. But yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, Yasmin was not, oh. not Cleo soul. Um, it was Ed Sheeran, uh, Yasmin, Professor Green. No, not Professor Green. Um, Devlin. Devlin. Yeah. Was it Professor? One Devlin's
2: really good lyricist, by the way.
3: Yeah. But yeah, this album really, really good. I would recommend every single song on this album. There isn't one that I dislike, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Onto you, Nick.
2: Yeah, I really think Venom should go on a comic book soundtrack, like a comic book movie soundtrack. Like, it just sounds so... Venom. Yeah, I was even thinking that, but then I was like, too obvious. But yeah, a Marvel film, like, oh, okay. that would be great.
1: Black Panther sequel. Yeah, knows? like, oh. Venom
2: is just, honestly, man, like, the Avengers Venom is, is coming such, soon. such a good song. Like, such a good song. And it's just so... It gives mm-hmm. that, the vibe of it, cinematic, it fits so well to that. But yeah, mm. anyway. Um, Before
1: you go on, though. Go on. I'm just going to quickly commit myself to spending time with little sims for that could be my lesson next week dave and little sims and whatever else i'm bothered mm-hmm. to listen to you've heard dave yeah but like it came out yesterday oh. so i did i did like dave's album i agree with everything immediately said except about the song black <laughs> wait um, you even
3: agree with it being one of the best uk rappers yeah i agree oh, it was, okay. it's
1: a really good album but it only came out yesterday i don't want really to mm. guess myself but i did really enjoy dave's album i did mm. just like little sims i've heard it but i've been like Proper, like, listen to it, but her album was amazing too. But this next week, I'm gonna focus on those two.
2: I want to say, I feel like in the rap arena right now, there is a slur of UK and Afro saying, to be fair, there's a slur of UK artists and stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, that are just releasing it, just feels like a really impactful year or couple of months for UK albums this year. A lot of people have that like, a lot to prove and a lot to kind of, yeah, it just feels like the same kind of thing as the US. It finally feels like were on a level in terms of people paying attention to both or people starting to pay attention to both especially with the mainstream and hopefully the underground kind of scene gets a similar light to what the U.S. is getting but yeah I will be digesting the same Little Sims I've already done it love it um not one of my listens for this week because I mentioned it last week but yeah just to reconfirm love it Venom one of my favorite tracks on the album really cinematic um Dave I will get into he's on my list to digest as well this week but um albums that I gave a list to this week are sorry I'm just pulling up my words guys so um 2 chains actually inspired me to go back to Jay-Z's 444 um and although I'm not going to give you the whole album even though it's a really good album by Jay-Z although a lot of people in the industry were kind of giving him slack for it because they didn't like the lessons he was giving um I loved the song with um, Damian Marley on it, Bam. Um, I just feel like New York and the Caribbean have this really incestuous relationship in a positive way because-
1: it's Positive incestuous? Just like, <laughs> not like-
2: they're not Lannister, like, them Lannister feelings. Oh me. my Whoa. god. Like we're musically, like incestuous in terms of like the music crosses over and all that kind of stuff. That's another
1: word you could use, I'm sure. I know, it just came <laughs> to my head
2: because I was thinking about the Michael Jackson documentary and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um What, <laughs> what you the conversation you had about Janet and Michael in the car I was thinking ah, about that. Okay, okay. So yeah, um Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, anyway, um, really like they cross over a lot and they collaborate a lot over the years. As you know, or if you don't know, um, hip hop and rap like were created by Caribbeans as well as um, people in America as well. And um, yeah, I just think that the ties when they ever, whenever they collaborate, it just feels natural and authentic as well. So bam, I feel like Damien Marley, your face is like- Sorry, I'm just saying It's fine, it's fine. I feel like Damien Marley really, adds a lot to the record I, th- I love that bit at the end that he kind of ties the record in together I feel like I love the lingo that I got as well um, like Susu and all of that kind of stuff that was roads I grew up on hearing like it means you're too fast you're too inner all that kind of stuff um, so I just love Jay-Z's sentiments on the record it's about kind of getting to the heights of success and having haters and um, just thinking about where you've come from and reflecting and I think Damian Marley definitely extends the legacy of the Marley in print the Marley family and you can hear a lot of Bob Marley in Damien and that's one of the things I love but it doesn't sound like he's trying to replicate a formula. It just it's a thing with us Caribbeans, it's a thing with us Jamaicans, like you just you're just speaking from the heart when you do those kind of genres when you bring that kind of influence to records whenever you do dance or whenever you do even bashment you know however however the passion is conveyed there um, but reggae all of that kind of stuff I just feel like we speak from the heart and it's so authentic and Damien just added that authentic touch to the record and it always sounds natural when a New Yorker links up with the Caribbean it always does like from the inception of hip hop and, and rap and stuff it always just sounds wherever the Caribbeans are or have had the influence on the culture whether it's here Canada or in the United States, whenever we collaborate and it's um, an artist that's genuinely inspired and gone over to the countries, which Jay-Z did, um, it always sounds natural and authentic. So that that record for me is one of the standouts and always has been, but I went back to it because of 2 Chain's album and it just reminded me the parallels of that album and I just went to 444 and I just went back and listened to that. So love the record. But
3: just on that point of Jamaica and, and rap and stuff like that, it's because like rap Deviates from. Definitely. Toasting. Like, yeah. Toasting is originally where rap Definitely. came from. So the reason it works so well is because it comes from our like our vibe yeah like our people so that definitely makes sense definitely and new york as well i, I believe it's got have like a high concentration of jamaicans as well yep. mm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So,
2: haitians yeah. jamaicans all of that yeah. like um obviously
3: different cultures but yeah.
2: yeah yeah no 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 but like definitely a lot of caribbean influence there even mm. now like more there's, so the, as the, well
1: the city jamaica queens yeah mm. the,
2: there's influence all over so yeah i just love it it's it didn't sound forced jay-z you know at this point in his career it's not going to sound forced um yeah, so, and 4.44 in more widely is one of my favourite Jay-Z albums, so. Really? Um, really? Yeah, like one of my, mm. I just really fuck with the lessons and the retrospect and oh, what okay. he's looking back on. Um I just, uh, from a conceptual piece and what he's talking about uh, there, so I like it. I, mm yeah um, it's not my it's not my top okay i'm it's glad like, if you agree on top. that it's not my it's glad not it's not my top. And i wouldn't say it's my favorite mm-hmm. but it's in It like it's definitely as a storytelling mm-hmm. it's definitely one of his best like thematic telling a story no, kinda, no like i agree like definitely I agree. one of his best and i think the industry kind of just shut it off and it was it was yeah. annoying like in my opinion it was but kind um, of
3: the first of its time as well in terms of like being the album to it was like experience yeah it was yeah so yeah. in terms of the first of its it's kind to have like a veteran rapper who's so successful now. Yeah. Cause usually it comes from a place of a rapper who's either fallen off like DMX, for example. Wow. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, like I wouldn't say Nas, but he doesn't really- It's not the same position. It's not, ex- it's not it's the same it's position. Not, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's not the same type of theme hmm. or the same type of energy that would come with like a Jay-Z album talking you. about how to make moves. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I think it's cause people look at Jay-Z as, although he's a rapper, he, people just look at him as like an aspirational figure for general like, being successful yeah. regardless of any industry you're in people just look at jay-z as like mm. whereas nas legend but people just look at him as he's just one of the best rappers yeah, like, yeah. they look at him solely in yeah the and although space. he has
2: business ventures it's not really yeah he's not really that kind of guy um in terms of it being visible and all that kind of mm. part of the brand if that makes sense um yeah so the second um suggestion we'll just talk about rap or go to the league Two chains, um, A and by LeBron James. Mm. So um I was really skeptical about this because LeBron James. Did he
1: really anal or is it just like a PR thing? I don't know. Did he really anal the album? But
2: I feel like listening to the album um and actually thinking back to LeBron James and when he's spoken about rap, he definitely has a vested interest in rap and more widely culturally, obviously basketball, <clears throat> it's not just a stereotype basketball or rap, has a very uh it has a very close relationship with one another um the there's a stereotype obviously for black boys in the us it's either you rap or you go to the league which basically what the album's called um and so on and so forth you know rap stars j cole just did the nba you know um there is a relationship between hip hop and rap Um hip hop and rap when we're talking about hip hop and basketball and that will always be a thing mm-hmm.
3: so um it's happening over here as well
2: Yes, with like um,
3: grime and
2: football. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, um, but it's so entrenched in the United States in that context. Mm-hmm. But yes, Two Chains came with his album "Rap Will Go to the League," and I was yeah, I was skeptical. I was like, "What is this collaboration? I want to see the strategic side. Let me hear if it sounds any good. Will it sound like Two Chains, the feature artist? What are we getting from Two Chains?" And from Forgiven. I was blown away to be honest with you from a two chains point of view. Um, he featured a lot of, well, it was, I don't know whether it ever spoke word or poem or some form of like that kind of um, communication on the first record um, featuring Marsha Ambrosius. Ambrosius. Yeah. Ambrosius, thank you. Um, and that was amazing for me. Strong opener, strong sentiments relating back to his childhood and he's always said he's the hood entrepreneur and all this kind of stuff and he's he's very intelligent if you watch his interviews 2 Chains knows how to keep 2 Chains alive and all of that and his mom and the influences there he's always been very transparent in how he grew up and stuff and there's even a documentary on Netflix that focused on hip hop artists that focused on 2 Chains and you see his upbringing so he's
3: got his IQ is really high isn't it
2: Yeah like 2 Chains is a fucking boss like he you know he's been in the industry for decades at this point yeah. um under different different aliases and so on and so forth, different collectives, all of that. So yes, this song just gave a bit of context why he's calling it that. Threat to society, fucking phenomenal record to follow. And this is where I really thought, cause I was skeptical on the first song, but then when we got to this song, Threat to society, which is a sample to the truth It's so good to be alive. Um, I figured we're getting mature two chains now. This is this is what I'm fucking with now. This is this is his album, which is going to be pivotal in his career. Um, in terms of his def- one of his defining albums. So yes, that sample for me was brilliant. From there on, you know the features fit in perfectly travis scott did his thing and you know what? with travis scott whenever he does do a feature he always adds a different element to the song or elevates the song in kind of in some kind of way and that's why i respect him so much in his arena of trap and stuff like that he is a real artist who's of substance and quality within this Arena that gets a lot of slack, so he's one of the artists um, keeping that genre kind of alive in in that in that way of things. Um, I remember what he did with DJ Mustard. I was just talking about this last night with whole lot of loving. He transforms D- DJ Mustard's usual production style um, in that. So whenever he features on a record or has contribution, he always changes it up. Kendrick Lamar featured great. Ariana Grande. I am gonna say she did her thing on that record, and I love the Why Don't We Fall in Love" sample from A. Marie on there. I think um
1: Oh yeah. Irena sang resang those parts?
2: No 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 she was on the record but um the there's a sample on Ooh. the song, yeah. And it wasn't the why Don't we fall in love, but it's it's a they twisted it up really well. Like it was a really good um sample usage. You know when it's a sample and it's really lazy, they really did something with it. Um Young thuggers on there, of course, does his thing. Ty Dollar Sign did not like that song at all. Can't even lie. Did not like that song. Yeah, that's and that's what prompted a tweet with me. He needs to take a break. We need to have a break now. Going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> there was rumors he was going to go to prison. Yeah, I forgot. What, no, it was. I suppose
1: it was like a thing. Yeah, it was actually. He apparently what? Was so he actually cocaine. went to prison? No, but I think. Or it, it was like announced that he was going to prison. I think he got like indicted. Yeah There's some it.
2: charges. Well that's the break we hopefully need. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no 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 actually do you know what? No, I denounced that. I denounced that because American prison system, no, we'd we, we denounce that. But yeah, anyway, um Ty Dollar sign, take a seat It's fine. We can take a seat. He
1: can join Chris Brown and join you know,
2: Chris. because I love you when you do feature on songs, you do usually elevate it as well, which you'll go great at that. But in this record, I think it's just a sentiment. We need to take a break, you know, and Kendrick Lamar exactly the same sentiment. She did a great Job here, but take this time. 2020, yeah. 2021, we can hear a great body of work from the both of you. Take well, a seat. 2020, actually no, yeah,
1: fine. 2021.
2: 2021.
1: Chris Brown's still 2020. Drake
2: too, because I no, tweeted no, that no. as well. Drake we 20 20 Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, we, we can exceed that if you want. But um, Drake
1: and Chris Brown, I, I don't want to hear anything from you for a good three years.
3: I think Drake will start making K-pop
2: trap music. You no, know? well, it's coming. <laughs> like yeah, probably 20, go to Asia yeah. soon. Uh, yeah, but honestly, if you're looking for a mature Two Chains, if you don't understand who Two Chains is, if you want a bit of background, listen to this song. Um, this song, this album, Rap will go to the league if LeBron was truly invested, how he, like the promotion says he was, which I don't know from this perspective, but if he was, he's a really good, he, he knows.
1: we just in the studio a lot. Like him. saying,
2: yeah, that slaps, like that kind of thing. <laughs> <is>. But like, <laughs> but um, nah, honestly, nah, if he was, no, because I know he does have a vested interest and he does tweet his opinions about rap albums, stuff like that. So if he generally did have a big stake in this, well done to you. Um, you may have a side hustle in A&R. And you know, LeBron James is doing a lot right now outside of the, basketball arena so i'm very proud of him for what he's doing for black culture for the black communities for american black boys lives um, for american black kids lives in general the school initiative all of that so continue and if a and r if you want to explore that i'm not going to say no because um you know you're doing you're doing great things so honestly great collaboration and in the most intriguing collaboration of 2019 yeah really um another song I'm going to give you is, which one should I do first? Diplo. Okay. Diplo Europa. So this was prompted by a tweet. Someone tweeted, who is your favorite EDM um, producers? Ashley, listener, I know you're listening. Um, So I said Diplo because he is the most experimental out of those kind of people um, in the industry right now. So, um, you know, from the Calvin Harris's, the et cetera's. I feel like Diplo and Steve Aoki do bits on this shit. So I really feel like he, um, his collaboration choices, these two are just making faces annoying (laughs) right now. I'm trying to look down on the phone. Um, Yeah, so um, (laughs) they really, um, can you stop shaking your head, you're distracting me. Um, Yeah, he released a um six-track EP this year. Um I forgot I don't know which month, but I just stumbled across it when I was looking um at Express Yourself, which is one of my favourite diplo records. Um he features with Octavian, which I'd heard before New Shapes, but IMDDB is on there too. Um the concept is that he's flown to different countries in Europe and Collaborated with big stars or bubbling stars in the underground torrents and movements, um, coming up in those countries. So, Niska is from France, um, Bisley and Remix are from. Hold on, I've got to pull up my other list, but they're from somewhere in Europe, guys. It's coming, give me one just while you're searching. Second. No disrespect, but I actually didn't know that IMDDB still made music. Oh, she released the project like a week ago. shit
1: that's why. I no,
3: no we're not doing that, we're <laughs> not doing that. Um, but yeah. I yeah, didn't know she
2: still made music. She does. It was a good collaboration. Um they're Dutch. Sorry, Biz Busy and um Dutch, the DJ. Um yeah, they're both from yeah, the Dutch market. Um, France, there's an artist called Bo- I'm going to butcher this. Boyeza, he's German and Saul King from Algeria. So the Europa is the name of the EP. Really good. Diplo is expansive here. He does not sound like EDM. He doesn't sound like pop. He sounds like the underground torrent. Niska is a huge star in France. So um, I went to his own material as well. And he's a really good artist. Um, even though I don't understand what's being said. But really good artist. Um, Sonically and... This is the Europa EP. So if you're into underground sounds, if you're into bit of hip hop mixed with the pop, mixed with the EDM and stuff like that, Diplo is your man, and he releases really quality material. And the last one I'm gonna give you is. Jay Sean. So Jay Sean is back. Obviously, not going to be successful. Um, just because. No, just because of the place he's in his his career. Like it just. uh, Yeah, like uh, I want him to be. This record is a mainstream. Like, Like, yeah. Sorry, no guys. (laughs) Obviously, not going to be successful. No, I didn't mean it like that. Jay Sean, (laughs) if you're listening, I interviewed you. I respect you, okay. But yeah, Jay Sean. Um, with you featuring Gucci Man and Asian Doll. Um, Asian Doll is obviously Gucci Man's latest signee. It's called yeah the song's called with you. It is a very R and B, but it mixes with the Latin American with uh, influences with the guitar riffs and all of that. It just sounds like a record you'd listen to if you're in Mexico, getting like a, a something to drink, some wine or something like that. It really is a good record. I personally could see it on the charts, but it's just the way it's just the way in the position that Jay Short is obviously in right now. He has resigned to Republic Records, which he was signed to when he Surprise. was signed. To Young Money, um, he was signed to Sony before that, though. Um, but yeah, Jay Sean, has some Jay Sean still gets record deals. Um, ironically, yeah,
1: that's and that surprises
2: me. Yeah, ironically, but um, this- did Jay Sean want to be made ride it? Yeah, yeah it was. and it's I a think banger. he sells he sells well in actually. As we were talking earlier, he does still have tours and stuff in Asia, so there's still money to be made. Um, ironically, but um, well, shout out to him for representing the Asian males. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I feel industry. like he could have done something, and I wish he, I wish the positioning. Yeah, really. yeah, I wish the positioning was there for him to have been a bigger artist because he could have done amazing things for the UK and amazing things for his culture and oh, his position yeah. in he the, had the UK. A little win
3: on the future on like his first yeah. like, huge song. Yeah,
2: I think he was like, I think in America he could have. Not in America. In the UK, I just wish he was a success, like in a continued continued success. It's just a shame because he's he is really talented. Mm. Um, yeah, the song is really melodic, really melodic, really cool. Lyrically, he's fine. Gucci Man, Asian Doll, not the best lyrically, but they're good at what they do and, you know, adding their contributions to a song. You know what you're going to get when you listen to Gucci. You know what mm. you're going to get when you get listen to Asian. Um, but yeah, really good record and really surprising for me because I played it, I was like, what, what am I going to expect here? But... Yeah, Jay Sean still got it. He's still got it. But it's just the mainstream positioning, hmm. ironically and unfortunately. But yes, that is everything. We finally got through all the songs. We went on so many different tangents, guys. I hope you've been able to follow. But we will go to the new section. Let's do it. Um, which has a lot of jam-packed. We have a lot of sagas continuing. We have a lot of sagas emerging. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get What should we discuss first? Hmm. Let's stay, let's stick with the UK. Let's go to the UK here. So, um, this week, um, a very prominent star in many different respects, more likely known as an activist right now, but has definitely been involved in music and still is. Um, but Akala, um, went on to a show on Channel 4 and discussed knife, a gang crime, uh, and Continue to do what he kind of does, which is um, spew a lot of facts at us and contextual. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm being genuine. This is what he does. He spews a lot of facts at us, contextualizes what's going on, you know, gives explanation so, to it. What? You sounded a bit shaky No, I love a, pfft, I'm I'm love Akala. I'm laughing at him, no. Listen, I fucks with Akala. Okay, cool. We fucks with Akala. Anyway, um, yeah, he gives a lot of facts, gives a lot of statistics, gives a lot of opinion, and he has a way with like explaining things which really... Tend to blow people away and like make them believe everything that's going on and stuff like that. So, a lot of people were giving commentary and saying he would give Piers Morgan a run for his money, don't want him to go on that platform. He, would is. Ne- I, he is going. He's, on, uh, oh, he's,
3: he's, he's, he said that. He's doing it. So, Piers Morgan said, I swear gonna, he at him yeah, like a couple no, of Piers Morgan quote tweeted the person who said that and said, I've invited him many times, but he's declined. Oh, we and thank God. Akala, he's got sense. No, but Akala said, um, to be fair to Piers Morgan He has invited me many times But I am free next week Oh my god So he is eventually Going on the show So we will see him Talk to Well
2: hopefully He gets his silent record Of calling like now Like I'm putting that Into existence And doesn't go on the show Because I will not be watching Number one And number two It's a waste of fucking time For black people To go on that platform It's a waste of time mm. It's a waste of time It's a waste of time Anyway Akala was on channel four A platform that actually Engages and listens With commentary And actually gives A bit of a nuance um, Out of all the platforms Anyway So, um, yeah, this transcended onto the online space. As I said, people were comparing him to Piers Morgan. And there was a lot of commentary on Black Twitter um, in regards to what he said. And it just sparked a debate on whether he actually is revolutionary um, and whether he kind of what he's doing is productive or not. So, yeah. yeah there was a conversation on there blew up um it led to a Carla quote tweeting and going back and forth with one user on um twitter i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna really name anything and like go into it just because you know there has been threats and stuff and abuse left in the dms and stuff like that so that's i'm just it. leaving it alone well that's what's been stated yeah, was. yeah so um uh, i'm gonna leave it i'm not going to name names but we know you know who it is if you know if you don't you don't whatever i just thought uh, what are your thoughts on akala the revolution whatever like if you want So the reason
3: i originally really wanted to talk about this was because i just think it's important that we stay vigilant of things like this mm-hmm. so it's all right for someone to have a disagreement with an artist the one thing i continuously see in the in the uk scene in particular when it comes to music or just opinions in music is they let their ego Get in front of them And they reply to save face um, So this What is,
2: do you mean The celebrity The celebrity will, critique will Yeah reply. The celebrity
3: will reply um, This is why we won't have A show where there can be A UK Charlemagne Or a UK Breakfast Club And stuff like that Because people genuinely Fear for their lives And I'm not relating that Particularly to, to Akala Because as we know He's not a threatening man um, He replies through intellect And stuff like that Yeah But I do see a bit of an issue with the way that fans and people who kind of listened to him responded to this particular person mm-hmm. um, and I just think the way that we critique and interact with media should be respected mm-hmm. and I, I, don't fi- I don't feel like it was in, in that particular instance um, and Akala himself apologised or at least he, he seemed like he'd seen the error of his ways and he'd realised that his ego got in front of him to the point he wanted to reply um, because, Gone.
2: Ah, uh, do you know what? I feel like number one. I feel like it's a proximity issue with that whole thing of celebrities responding because they respond to Charlemagne all the time, literally, and Joe Budden all the time. Maybe not as in high frequency as direct at and stuff like that, but they'll be like the Breakfast Club. Done. Fuck me up. Did K Michelle went on there? Like literally, there's examples. People do that. You know, Q from Moesha pulled up. You know, there was threats. That's not my
3: point. So the point I was making was that not to find a UK Charlemagne,
2: but anyone can get it. So, no, 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 I get you. No, 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 anyone get it. But I'm just saying in, I feel like a lot of people, like the, even I saw thought this argument, like celebs as well, da, 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 but US artists respond as well. Like there is mm-hmm. at least probably one, we're not looking for it, but at least there's probably one US the artist that responds to criticism. Oh yeah, Nicki Minaj and, and um, Warner. Yeah, like, yeah, and that led to death But my thing is the exchange I saw between the person and Akala didn't really bother me. Like reading through it, it is the fans. Like you said, it's the fans. But the actual exchange itself-
1: is was brilliant out of portion,
2: in my opinion. In my opinion, I read it, and I was like, now seeing that, that, that people get abused, well, I kind of always knew people are going to jump in your mentions, stands, and all of that. I think that's where Akala sh- maybe should have signaled his fans, like, guys, do not fucking go in the mentions. This is just a back and forth exchange, and it's a shame he has to do that. You know, if someone mm. just going back and forth, and the way he goes back and forth is actually quite fair, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he his was. He was defending himself. Like that. So yeah, it was just defending himself. It wasn't personal attacks, except no, for the last exchange, maybe about the activism stuff, but going forward up until that what point. What was the last
1: exchange? Remind me. It was just
3: essentially what have you done or what are you doing that's yeah. outside of Twitter. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on to what we're talking about. Anyway, um, I felt the exchange was quite calm. For me, I read it. I was like, okay, back and forth. Like, I would go back and forth if someone's in my mentions. Cool. But I think, yeah, the, the fact that you're a celeb and this stan culture, it's toxic, all of this kind of stuff, you will find people that unknowingly jump into people's dms and death threats and all this kind of stuff and i feel like in this case yeah exactly that's a that's a mental health thing for you um and i feel like the akala maybe prior didn't know that that would happen oh no i'm not saying he didn't yeah 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 whereas some artists actually tailor it to kind of let their fans Nicky do the, the dirty work mm. and basically say it without saying it do yeah. the qu- like do that kind of stuff and it is a thing of like quote tweet culture, like Wano actually was talking about this where she recognizes where people are. And I've spoken about it, where people, I know when you're quoting my tweet mm. to signal people to come to my mentions, not trying to come with the like um, intellectual back and forth. That's where I'm muting you. You might get blocked or I'm jumping right in the DMs and it's never the same energy when we're really? in the DMs. It's never the same energy when someone critiques or something like that. And it's like, it's not even a normal critique, but you can tell they're trying to do the bravado. They're trying to get there, you know, they're people there to go in your mentions. Whenever you jump in the DMs, it's, oh, this is what I actually make. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying- even out here in these Twitter No, not even like this. Even (laughs) this, no, not even like this. Even some of these stand accounts, even some of this is, when you go to the individual DMs, it's quiet. Or Is that what you do? Or it's, uh, if you're trying to come for me for that and I haven't like, Shopping comes with the receipts, I know my shit. I'm coming to your DMs with (laughs) the shit. You can take it or leave it. If you're coming with too petty a shit, then I'm blocking you or muting you. But if I feel like, you know, I'm just gonna just let throw that thing in your DM just so you know, I know the facts, you know, mm. I I do that. And then it's always like a nicer exchange, you know, being realistic, it's always a nicer exchange. I'm not trying to be talk crud, but yeah, with this situation, I didn't find a problem with that. It is just the awareness now celebrities, I guess, which is unfortunate having to come to the conclusion that, yeah. Stands will throw death threats whether you engineer it or not, and it's just so such a shame. We have yeah. terrible people in our generation. What the death threats happened for Mr.
1: Carlithee.
3: I don't think I, I
2: It wasn't death threats, but difference. it wasn't death threats. I'm think, I'm referencing the one thing, but with her, she definitely got abusive DMs. And she oh, vocalised okay. that, that yeah. girl. If I'm wrong, you can prove me wrong, quote, tweet the podcast this week and say that I was wrong. But from what it's, I heard it's, from it's, the exchanges, um, on her individual tweets or people tweeting at her, like it's a shame that people would go to one's DMs. It's clear yeah. that, you know, something happened. It's
3: interesting because we never talk about stan culture or like, the following of certain artists in the UK because obviously it doesn't happen that much. The only stands I can really think of in the UK are like N-Dubs fans or like
1: One Direction fans.
3: Okay, but. Uh... Okay. Yeah, One Direction fans yeah, 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 yeah. are crazy I guess so. as well. I guess like so. you're right, they, actually, they're being yeah. crazy, and even little. Actually, you're right, Little Mix. Little Mix, yeah. One Direction, yeah, yeah, One Direction, yeah, yeah you're right. They definitely got right, stands.
2: Yeah. Little Mix
1: definitely um, got. I so think we, I think we should say is because obviously One Direction are like a worldwide. Yeah, that's what I'm. Little yeah. Mix somewhat are worldwide and
2: yeah. pop like kind of <laughs> yeah, but pop. I,
3: just to think about the responsibility that artists have and stuff like that when it comes to replying to certain things because although I don't believe the intent was there and um. I did say to the person, like, it was the way that you worded it. There is, like, a bit of a response that wasn't necessary from um the people who don't even interact with her like the the let's say our carla stands or people who just believe what yeah. she's saying like the main issue i had with that situation was the fact the black woman was talking about her experience with something to do with black people and then there were people who weren't black that were flocking to her mentions yeah, telling her out she was wrong being... that was my main issue this
2: is a black issue we're talking about here but yeah Shut that's up. all
3: that's all i wanted to say on it let's go to the next topic
2: shoppe any thoughts no <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from Akala Oh actually
1: I have one thing go on, go on go on I I just will say this And just leave it there um, I don't think Akala Ever called himself revolutionary That is something that is Imposed onto him By other people mm. And I don't think We should critique people Or just for So all these facts That he spews out Like Yes they may not be new to You or to certain other people But to a lot of people And obviously with the reach he has there would be a, so, and that's the thing about you know that our favorite term, echo chambers. So it's just to people like us, we hear these things all the time, and it may be kind of like just generic for somebody to kind say these things. But the UK is a big place. Like he, a bit, there may be you know, and I always say my favorite these, these names, you know, Kathy in in Kiel or. You know, Brian. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? Just, you know me, <laughs> I just want, you know, Brian may not know these things, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I don't think we should shame people, shame artists mm. for speaking these things. But and like, like I said, our cars have good stuff, revolutionary. And I think that goes for any black artist that is woke and conscious. We've got to stop imposing that on them. people. Say that about. Um, flipping Kendrick Lamar and Solange, and anyone that just is vocal about racist issues, like there's a difference. It's mm. like he's knowledgeable and he's sharing his knowledge. That is it, that's where it ends. And I do know that Carla does do work in the community, so I guess, yeah, in some ways, you can call him an activist, but he's not, he, yeah, he's, he's not really out here propelling himself to be like some fucking Black Panther or fucking Malcolm X or whatever. <laughs> what? Sorry, you said Black Panther. I just thought the movie. Sorry. Oh no, we <laughs> meant the Black Panther party. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say on it. Really, um, I do think obviously the Twitter exchange was just a misunderstanding. Um, I do follow the girl. She's great and a big mm. supporter of me. She knows that. Um, no, us. she's great. Uh, no, us. she, she is. Is.
2: Okay, we're back with Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, who- Why do we say Robert Kelly? Like, I don't know, I just, just, I just it, like yeah, to, I know you do that a lot, it's like- Yeah, I just like to, I don't know. Just a little spin.
1: Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, R. So. R. Kells. Kells, Kelster, anyway. um, He's back. And yeah, during his free time, cause he's in jail for a separate charge uh, charge of um, failing to pay child support. Child support. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, so he aggressively denied abuse allegations in an interview with Gayle King on CBS this morning, not to be mistaken for any other black news anchor. Like not some Robin other Roberts. people did. Robin Roberts, not Robin Roberts. Anyway. So, Girl King, prominent journalist, very good at what she does, proved it in this interview, faced R. Kelly, and um, in the interview, she, you know, was very journalistic-like, was asking those questions that we want to know, framing the narrative, and, um, yeah, Kelly didn't like it, of course, and he proceeded to deny... um,
1: you kind of just skirted over, or skirted,
2: yeah, skirted over it and kind of said um, whether they're old rumors, new rumors, future rumors, not true. I beat my um, case. Yeah, I beat my case, kind of made the case that if um, a law case is kind of overturned, we have no right to kind of talk about it, disseminate it, discuss it, even with, you know, new evidence, old evidence, all of that kind of stuff coming to light. And yeah, he, th- this 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 created a moment. He stood up. It was a very... There was a part in the a portion around the two minutes and 30 seconds, I want to say, that I watched, um, where he stood up. It was tense. I didn't know whether he was going to go for Gale, um for King or not. Um, but it was, it was very tense. And he stood up. He cried. He yelled. He took a break, you know, got his PR people to get him together, came back, still cried some more. And it was... It was an interview that was very tense. And it was Did be, you watch the whole hour and a half? I didn't watch the whole hour and a half. I watched a 10-minute snippet um that was on the CBS website. Mm. And um yeah, I do intend to watch the hour and a half as well as the Michael Jackson documentary in full, but I just have not had time this week. But um from what had happened in the most tense parts of those interviews that were obviously cascaded in that 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 10-minute clip that I watched. Yeah, R. Kelly is doing a lot. Uh, journalist and um, friend of obviously Elijah Evia, Annie have to shed light on her. She spoke to a behavioral specialist. Who oh, I saw that piece. Disse- amazing piece. She disseminated the um, interview and what R. Kelly's behavior was displaying. It hints at obviously him deflecting, lying, obviously all of that, and she did actually hint that he might be a sociopath at this stage. Is that
1: really a hint? I think after the documentary, I think you can definitely be a sociopath.
2: Yeah. Well, she said it's, it, it's. It's anyone very who possible. watched all three parts of that documentary. He's. He's a sociopath. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. Eva, shout out to that. That is the most creative journalism I've ever seen. But in terms of the reaction on social media. I just want to call out before these two go shopping, Eden, that um, I just find it really trash that um, people were making jokes of it. Yeah. Um, did, do I see the element of some of them possibly being funny? Yeah, but the fact is you shouldn't do it. Like the fact is, this is just not, this is, it's not on in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's really not on. Have I laughed at some things in the past that I shouldn't have laughed at? Absolutely, we are growing people, we are evolving people, we grow, we evolve, all of that kind of stuff. But seeing that R Kelly thing being trivialised in terms of the memes, it was really trash to me, Mm. to be honest. It just really shows, you know, black people, we actually deal with trauma through comedy, through through music, all these kind of things, which is great. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, laughter does help Bond and all of that. But in this situation, I'm just really disgusted in my opinion. It really just disgusted me seeing two hours after the interview aired, you know, all the previews of the interview, Ed, I'm seeing when you get up in class to do all the, I'm just like, come on, like people get a grip here. This mm. is a serious case. This is part of, and I don't even wanna make a reach here. This is part of the trivialization that led to R. Kelly not getting found sooner or not being taken seriously sooner. That is what it was. And in my opinion, us as a black community, it's just, it's we need to do better. And I know we're not a monolith, I know, but on an individual level, if you're listening to this, it's time to do the self-evaluation. It's time to grow up essentially it's time to grow up and with situations like this there are still victims out here who haven't even spoken Mm. victims who are scared to even speak you know victims who probably have spoken on the documentary and now are even more triggered because of all of this and the reaction to it the memeing of this is just it's just it's just incredible to me how you can watch the documentary you condemn the guy you feel serious about him this interview comes out and suddenly we are doing Kiki Ki laugh, laugh, laugh. Like, nah, that's not on for me. T- I have laughed at things in the past that I should laugh at. I'm gonna be an authentic character. But in this space, 2019, the place mentally I'm at, may, may I change my mindset in the future? Well, all human may change. But in this space that I'm at right now, nah, you mm-hmm. ain't it. It's trash. It is trash. Stop the shit. I'm muted half of you. I can't. I'm sorry. Like just, it's just it's not it's not on, in my opinion. What are you guys' opinions? And shout-out to Girl King for being the most disciplined journalist that I've seen in recent times mm. for dealing with it that way. As a woman, as a black woman in that situation, I, I, I commend you for continuing the interview. I from have that.
1: two quick tidbits. I don't know if don't wants to go first. Nah, go. Okay. Um, firstly, um, I don't know if you saw the interview with two of his girlfriends. Um... Who were um, heavily profiled in the Surviving Our Kelly series, yeah. and I just my heart just breaks because the way that these two were just staunchly defending him and cussing out their own parents, and it's just like the brainwashing is They're real. warped. They're warped. They're just damaged. Damaged. The Stockholm syndrome is, they, and like if um god allows they ever do you know go back home and okay it goes to prison those two are going to need the most intense lifelong lifelong therapy counseling they're just so far gone and watching their interview was just wow wow so that's my first thing and secondly on a lighter note it wasn't really a lighter note but in the words of kena from power um, the nigga did that shit, he's go got your spark. Oh, babe, I can't I can't believe I you. Can't. I honestly can't believe you. I
0: can't. <laughs> I...
2: <laughs> shopping, I can't believe you. <laughs> and it probably sounds to listeners like I'm contradicting myself right now, but like no, but, I'm sorry, but I'm laughing, context, I'm laughing it, at Shope. I'm laughing at well, Speppe. I'm
1: sorry. The nigga did that shit. Spark. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just that's all I have to say. Do you know what? He's right, you know. <laughs> he's like, you
2: know, I can't lie. He's right. But yeah, you're trash for going to Adobe or whatever platform and making edits. You're trash, Eden. If you've got any thoughts, let me know.
3: So these are thoughts on the R. Kelly situation. Yes, just completely.
2: And the, if you well, have any on the, the Girl King interview, if you've seen it, before. so I
3: saw the interview. Um, the whole thing? No, not the whole thing. Just the ten minutes snippet. And yeah, it was a lot. Mm. It was. A, It was a lot of emotion, um, and from the article that... Nick retweeted in regards to, I think it was okay player that did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. That one was like, it helped me realize that it was authentic. Originally, I didn't think it was, but like he's scared. Like he's a very yes. scared man. And like as a black man, I don't like seeing black men scared, but equally at the same time, if it's warranted for someone who has the behavior of a sociopath, mm-hmm. who is um, like basically, mo- well, molesting women and um, especially young women as well.
2: Girls. Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, yeah, girls. I don't know what some young women. But yeah. It's a terrible thing that's that's happened to lead up to this point. Obviously we still have a version of Stockholm syndrome because we've grown up listening to this man our entire lives. As you said he gave us thirty years of his career. But equally at the same time, he needs to go to prison for some of the shit well, all of the all shit of that this. he's done. And it's a massive shame. It's a massive shame. I sat there as like someone who listened to I Believe I Could Fly and like um was like in love space jam and all of those things that kind of came with like r kelly as the person growing up and the person who influenced my childhood and stuff like that and i'm just like so disappointed so so disappointed and to see him in that way i was just like this is a this is a shame this is a massive shame it's like the season finale to a thriller where like dexter for example where the murderer at the end has to kill himself to survive and you, you follow their journey throughout the whole thing and this isn't to humanize him or anything because what he's done is definitely monstrous but equally at the same time it was very very sad to see and he's damaged he, he deserves well. what he's getting yeah, he but, honestly deserves know. what he's getting yeah. and i just hope that the women who are affected who even the women who haven't spoken up because of fear and um even being vilified by black people who are still defending him to this day I just hope they find peace at some point and they're able to move on from the experience that they've had. Um, and yeah, he's a very sick man. That's not an excuse for him. but I'm just saying he's a very sick man for what he's done. And hopefully he gets the help that he needs when he's behind bars. But yeah, he needs people need to stop defending this man.
2: To be honest, on a wider note, like about um, like prisons and like reformative justice and all this kind of stuff, I don't think he'll get the help that he needs. Like well, I'm just gonna be really honest. Um, yeah that i just think it's yeah it's really odd and knowing what obviously how the prison industrial complex works and stuff obviously it's going to be trash but that's the way we criminalize people right now he might be in a special unit though he might whatever be in, yeah. yeah it's not at this point it's so far gone. i don't even care i think like, chris whatever, brown was like, when he went in prison but yeah it whatever and but, he's famous Yeah, so he's gonna get but um too. yeah to be fair like it, it, yeah, I shouldn't even be worried the first thing I should be worried about is these women like priority like women and people who'd suffer sexual abuse and stuff like that but um, yeah Kelly hang it up
1: like it's over oh and one it's more over. thing what dumb publicist let him go on TV and do an interview like who thought that was a good Got idea I'm with dreads who, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, yeah. I, when, the, before I even watched the clip, I just saw Twitter an R Kelly interview. Like, why the hell is he doing interviews? Mm. Who
2: thought that was a good That's idea? Not smart. Open cases. Like who?
1: Like who so actually smart. thought? Yes, let's put R Kelly on television. Mm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the thing is, the jury. Who thought the that thing was is a good The idea? thing is, a jury who hasn't even been put away like before they go like they you know when they're secluded and stuff so they've seen this so you know, it's it's over it's over at this point it's over we've like i mean i'm glad it.
1: i'm glad he did go on because mm. brother like incriminated him like he said some wild things mm-hmm. it's over like he was like saying like i didn't steal them they came to me
2: or mm-hmm. some shit like it's over that. but let's,
3: like, let's move on because we run out of time yeah. so yeah, we've gone over time
2: actually let's move on to yeah, ooh, this week's been really bad. Anyway, um, so Kanye West versus EMI. Um, hmm. so yeah, slavery's uh, slavery was a choice allegedly. Hmm. Well, EVA again tweeted well. that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, two thousand two thousand nineteen this year. Crazy for Kanye West um, because he has has a lawsuit against his publisher EMI. So he's yeah. He's basically wants to be free because if you look into his documentation, into his contract, his original contract, you will um, see that basically he's never allowed to retire. Uh, And he's claiming this is unfair and illegal publishing. Um, I'm just trying to contextualise it a bit more for you guys, but... I feel like this is the headline of what you need to know. Um, so basically, he's just stuck in a publishing deal. He's stuck in a publishing so deal. So it's not his record label? No, it's EMI. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, so they own, so according to, sorry, I just wanted some more depth for you guys. So according to the terms of his original 2003 contract, they have a 50% stake in each of his songs. And that's to this day um, and so wow. go on for, yeah. For Wait,
3: in his royalties?
2: I 50% so. stake In each of the song Yeah 50% Bloody stake hell. Ownership They're making money bro. Yeah So and that's just um, nice. Yeah So after 2010 The deal Kind of Stated that They now have 50% of his Stake in each song I don't know how Forward thinking They were in this But literally He wants ownership EMI has all of his songs After October 1st 2010 Okay He wants full ownership Because they have 50% stake um, he wants four years, the last four years' worth of money that EMI made from the post-October 2010 portion of his catalogue. He wants EMI, EMI to pay for his lawyers, who in past cases <laughs> have each had an average rate of over £1,000 per hour. Ouch. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, lawyers are expensive. That's how you get money.
3: Lawyers <laughs> are making bang. Wait, £1,000 an hour? Yeah. All right, I, I
2: know what profession I'm going into. <laughs> so EMI. Kanye is complaining that his 2003 contract was extended numerous times over the years, increasing the amount of 100%. songs he owes EMI, um, and making the term of the deal essentially indefinite since he can't keep up with the ever-increasing demands. Uh, the original contract required him to write at least three full new compositions a year, a number that went up to six in one of the renewals. Mm-mm. Um mm. It
3: just sounds like a slave trap. It sounds yeah. like a slave deal, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's really all it sounds like like you're stuck in like a publishing <laughs> kind of um jail right now and um he's trying to get out of it as soon as possible yep.
2: so EMI and slavery was a the choice they're moving the case to federal courts um they want to disarm yeezy's primary argument which remember involves a california law not a federal one so apparently the claims that he's making legally are based on state law california ah, okay. not actual mm. federal law which is why they want the case for re- um, thrown out thrown out but basically
1: Americans have so many loopholes to get out of they it. do <laughs> yeah. but so many loopholes because
2: it doesn't it does it's unclear where it's gonna go because obviously the contract was signed in the state of California it was signed in California so uh, obviously okay. um, there's a bit of there's a bit of loopholes here um, but yeah basically or I think retirement is an exaggeration basically but what we mean is the ever changing demands of the deal three uh, propositions okay. a year all this kind of stuff so basically there's impossible demands or impossible to the human um, demands in that contract, and he wants out. So, what do you guys think of this Kanye West ordeal? Um, and what do you think of like the wider sentiments that it kind of spans oh, in the
3: industry? Can I just go just quickly, just go say this it. It quickly? Um, so, I think in this situation, I would be really intrigued because I know Kanye is backed by Chris now. I would, I'm really interested. And this is just like a really wild theory. But let's just say for example, Kanye West said this really outlandish thing about black people, like slavery being this a choice. And um, Kris Jenner is really good at creating media storms. The greatest PR in the world. And like making you forget about a certain type of event that's happened. This is just like a wild theory. But imagine if they've cr- they've recreated a situation Where Kanye Had karma Already Mm. And therefore He doesn't need To be cancelled Anymore Mm. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I mean It's not far fetched. Mm. It's not far fetched. That's that's what
3: it feels like Because this is coming Out of nowhere Like Mm. Kanye's been around For years Like Mm -hmm. And and this is This information is like Coming out Right now And he seems to be In the losing seat It's like
1: he just found out Or something
3: Yeah And the the fact it's so Widely published And everyone's saying Exactly the same thing Mm. Makes me think that Chris is behind this mm. personally, but that's just like a wild conspiracy. Theory. And the
1: thing is, I wouldn't even say I, that's not far fetched because outside of even just the black people thing, like this is an issue that would pertain to anyone in the music industry that is having issues with contracts <laughs> and you know, autonomy and stuff like that. So like a lot of people could r- rally behind him and rally behind this cause outside of mm. the black sphere. because. You know, this was a similar thing. This thing happened to Prince in the nineties, you know, when he stopped using his name and had the Mm. unpronounceable symbol and he had slave across his forehead and and all that. And for the rest of his life, he was very anti-label, even though he remained signed to Warner. Warner, Anti-label, yeah. He was very much like anti the system. And he was like very pro um, being independent artists Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And even now, like he don't fuck with the internet. You can't find find his music on- You can now. Tidal, yes. Yeah, but uh, like Spotify, Apple, and even YouTube, it's it's quiet. It. some of it. Yeah, well, because because it's, it's a state of leeches. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, so I, I I I thought that was a good point that Eden brought up, and I do think it's. It, it's could, it's, it's a great plan if it's if it's true because it is working. Because mm. lo- I've seen a lot of artists and record label execs, and even just regular people I follow, like, no oh, artists should be allowed to retire when they. So, like, you know, this may be the work of Christina because you know that saying, the devil works hard, but Christina works harder.
2: Mm. And
1: she is the greatest PR woman in the world. Like, yep. I do feel she's like. She's amazing at her job.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do feel like it could be a Christian thing. The only thing, it's a plausible theory. The only thing is, I don't feel like she knows the music business like that. I don't feel like she knows it like that. But it's a plausible. No, but
1: I don't think she needs to know music to do this, though. She has a team behind her as well.
2: True, but I still I still think while it is a nice theory to entertain, I don't feel like it's that.
1: No, but I'm saying a PR angle, though, because the, her her job is just to kind of... Um, orchestrate the narrative. Orchestrate the narrative and orchestrate news. Mm-hmm. She doesn't necessarily need to have an in-depth knowledge of the industry to do that. And she can take the base facts that, oh, contract's not working, oh, mm-hmm. we can push this out. And
3: the Kardashians True. are a billion dollar... Like industry, industry now.
2: Yeah, true. So, but they're on that side. That's my thing. They're on their entertainment side. Like, and also as an entertainment and music, really. If pardon, you I know. but they're not music. They don't have to sign contracts in music. In terms of that, except for the show, which has know, to sign like samples. Like, they're not music, also, they're no, not music no, no, artists. They're not music artists. That's
3: not what I'm saying. So I'm not saying they're music artists, but I'm saying that they do have influence in music. Exactly. But that doesn't
2: mean co- like contracts in, in terms of influencer contracts. Fair enough. Like, okay, yeah, but they they might they're in proximity. What do you think I'm saying? Them, no, I don't think you I think for Chris Jenner, what I'm saying is that for Chris Jenner to orchestrate this, I feel like a small amount of industry knowledge would need to have happened. Knowledge that, do I necessarily think that she wants to wrap up for a Kanye West? I don't know. She That's my research. kind of thing. It's not really. No, she can, it's research. not hard. It's not hard. But I'm just saying it's a theory which could be plausible. But in my opinion, why I think it's not plausible is because I just think she's more invested in her girls and the Kylie's and stuff. No,
1: like but that. the thing her girls are in close proximity to the music industry. Great. No, 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 so I'm, not, I'm not- Two of her daughters are dating rappers. I'm
2: saying, no, 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 I'm saying it is a plausible theory. Could definitely be a thing, but in my opinion- it's not okay. I just don't think and it knows. doesn't require I, it
1: doesn't obviously this this is obviously a conspiracy but I'm saying if this was to be true Chris Jenner wouldn't need like the most in-depth knowledge because even I wasn't saying in-depth even layman people can just see like okay contract can't get out anyone can just kind of
2: like
1: two and two two and two together yeah. and you can kind of work something out from that
2: fair enough but yeah with um the reason why I don't think it is either is because he's actually suing Rockefeller, Def Jam all of that as well oh. which was last well, month well they're under email. so he was so. Really Reported, It was reported as well And I think the ties With Jay-Z there And the personal relationship I just think Are an area where he I would like to think he probably wouldn't go to, but um in terms of the deal and what I think about it, it's just a testament to what we're finding out right now with new artists signing deals, old artists signing deals. <laughs> um, a lot of people in the industry don't know the business side. We linked at this conversation a few weeks ago, um, and Remy Ma linked it on State of the Culture. She continues to, and I love her insight in that respect because she actually teaches a lot. And okay. Joe Budden actually threw tears over some situation which was similar to this this week. Oh really? Um, on State of the Culture, yeah. He he was really upset. He's passionate about like the behind the scenes and that's why he kind of like speaks of night mm. as well. Mm-hmm. So he, he threw real tears, like he mm. was proper like upset, upset about yeah. this. Mm. Um, And yeah, I just think it's a testament to the fact that we need to think, especially in this 360 market, we need to really think about what we're signing into as artists. You know, we've got trap artists out here who just come straight from school, some not school, and really don't know, um, it's a fact, um, and don't know, some dropouts, you know, um, and don't know their knowledge or business side, or don't recruit the right people into their teams to know. And Kanye West in 2003, when he originally signed that deal, obviously, Clearly, he probably didn't know the knowledge, you know, just came from Chicago, all this kind of, um, this blow-up success. And a lot of people don't take time from the noise, which the noise being your hype, to look at the business side. They just think, oh, yeah, man, you're going to sign that deal for me. So but good. the, but the, so the reason you're why cheated, this is da, da, da.
1: confusing, though, because Connie has been here... Almost 20 years now, and I imagine his contracts, you know, gets renewed and yeah. reestablished. Yeah, and like, 2010. So, so I'm like, kind renewed. of just like, How have you only just discovered this now? Yeah, this I feel like, with, this, because if this was his first contract, I wouldn't be surprised because I think we all know this. Like, I feel like, I think, yeah, um. Candy, Candy Burris, or, you know of Escape fame, Real Housewives fame. She said, "No matter who you are, your first deal is always going to be shit." Mm. And she said herself. When es- Remy said the same. Yeah. thing And she said, "When she, she don't Ca- know Candy who. said when Escape got signed, they got a really shit deal. Not as bad as TLC, but <laughs> they had a really shit first deal. But when, they, when their first album did well, they reneg- renegotiated, yeah. and put in some things that were beneficial to them. So I'm like, Candy, like
2: you're, f- you're fucking massive. And
1: that's the thing for me. I
2: think there's a lot. I'm gonna make it really quick, but I think there's a lot of leeches um, in his camp. He's got a lot of yes men. All this kind of." stuff and I feel like he doesn't have that entrepreneurial mindset and it comes into play with some of the stuff with Yeezy with some of the stuff where he's he said in interviews like he, he wanted inspiration from Dame Dash like he really wanted his entrepreneurial his business mindset because he didn't know that those were the kind of ties even with Jay-Z he said he's my big brother my business partner the guy who does the back of house kind of stuff for me so I feel like this is an act of laziness and a lot of people do not own their masters as artists and do not own their um their publishing all that kind of Kind of stuff because they don't have the business eye or do not pay someone to have their best business interests mm. in their camp and yes you may have a lawyer on your team but that lawyer may not be working for you as i just said they get paid one a thousand pound an hour in some circumstances they may be working they collude with other lawyers you know they may they, they agree some of them i'll let you have this case if you let me have this case you know that kind of stuff so with this Kanye West situation I just think he didn't have the right people in his camp and I think he had too many people as I said he has in he has a relationship a poisonous relationship with westernization, Western culture. This this reaps itself out in so many different things. Maybe you reaped yourself too much into it to where you had people who weren't in your best interest, mm. who wanted money for them, leech off Kanye Western, continued the deals mm. for him, sign mm. this paper here while you're doing your Yeezy album recording, get out of the studio, all this kind of stuff. And they roped him into a deal that, you know, 50% of his tracks are EMIs now, you know, at this point. So it's 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 sad on a wider level that this is happening. Kanye West, is it a bit of karma, whatever, savoury is a choice? I think so. Will this change your public perception? I don't think so, in my opinion. Um, But I think it's part of a wider trend of contracts and business knowledge. And I think in the next 10 years, we'll see a lot of financial and business literacy start to hopefully come to the forefront with some of these artists, both veterans and new artists as well, So, that's my opinion. Okay, last topic of today is um, documentary related. Again, it's about Michael Jackson's um, Leaving Neverland documentary. Um, And this received a lot of backlash in relation to it. So silence in uh, radio stations in New Zealand and Canada as well, and a bit more widespread as well. Australia too, and one in the Netherlands, also so some in the UK as well. So yeah, as the week progressed, yeah, some in the UK have jumped on board too. So this follows the um, the documentary itself follows the abuse um, or alleged abuse from um, I believe two particular um, suspects. Sus- suspects, what we're talking about. Uh, what should I call them? Pete. Wade
1: Robson and someone else. I don't know what that
2: Yeah, Wade called. Robson and James Safechuck, and yeah, it tells their stories of how they were kids. You know, they grew up um, getting lucky opportunities to meet Michael and all of that kind of stuff, and how um, possible sexual abuse happened um, as a result of this. So, that's basically the story.
1: And there's been a wider conversation of whether it's time to cancel Michael Jackson.
2: Yes, a wider conversation of yes and no. A wider conversation if is he is, is easy or is he not. What are you guys' thoughts on the documentary? I watched half. Um, still yet to watch the other half. But um, what do you guys think about the situation, Michael Jackson?
1: Okay, so I haven't watched the documentary, so I'm not really in a in a, in a particular place to really comment heavily. I'll just leave it. I'll just say this: that I don't know for the James person, but I'll just say. This isn't even me coming from like a being a big fan of Michael or, or trying to defend him or whatever. I'm just saying, that Wade, your story, I'm a bit concerned at because you've been known to flip flop your stance on the matter for the last twenty or so years. The other guy, I don't know what your story was, and. If it happened to you, I'm very sorry to hear that. That's terrible, and um, yeah, that's that. But also, a quick question for both of you, really. If um, we I don't see what the purpose of all this is because he's dead. Like I understand, obviously, you know, it relates to a bigger conversation regarding, you know sexual abuse and molestation and other things pertaining to that but we already have a lot of people being lit up for that who are alive and living like bill cosby r kelly harvey weinstein um the guy what's the house of cards one called again kevin spacey so my question to both of you you can ask quickly is what what do you think the purpose of doing this to michael jackson now that he's dead what's that the purpose
3: okay since this is still alleged and it's something that can't be prov- proven in court let's say for a fact it was true i'm not saying it's a lie but let's say for a fact it's a hundred percent true and um uh, and michael jackson was found guilty of it if this is the case the reason i think it would be brought up is because there are some victims who felt like their voice couldn't be heard because of his fame overshadowing it mm-hmm. and at the same time they felt like they were um there was an injustice that came to their voices so that would be the reason for bringing it up if we look at the other side which is commonly used for one of the let's say victims um for example then it's a chance at throwing dirt on michael jackson's name um and i'm not saying that's the case this is just me just doing both sides playing devil's advocate because i don't have an opinion i haven't seen the documentary Um, But I do I have read threads and I have read articles on this particular person who's continuously interacted with Michael Jackson Um, I feel like um, in the United States it's not illegal to um, slander or basically bring up information about someone who's passed Mm. so and michael jackson throughout his career he's faced these allegations but he's always beaten the cases mm. so i feel like it's an opportunity because I, I do think there is a conspiracy when it comes to michael jackson in the way that he was this massive pop like black pop force in the united states and around the world and everyone loved michael jackson he was so influential and he spoke about um, injustice to the black community in particular and even to like working class people as well and, um, and third world countries and third world countries yeah and to climate change all of these things that were basically anti-establishment <laughs>
0: um
3: and i do think there is a conspiracy about his death and stuff like that um so if that if we're going from that angle then it's another attempt to throw down his name his legacy and what he stood for although i don't think it will affect it in that way um, which can work against and for victims um, who genuinely yeah, who Went through the stuff that they're talking about But let me watch the, let me watch the documentary first um, Let me actually view these people Saying these things And let me interact with this space Because it is a completely new space um, For someone who has passed Recently And um, acquitted of all of his Cases Although Counter-argument, R. Kelly won Some of his cases as well So it's a tough one It's a very tough one
2: um to answer your question i think it's an agenda um i do i'm not saying that i don't believe the stories or not like or whatever i still need to finish it but i definitely think the timing of it is definitely an agenda like to fit in with the amount of documentaries coming on right now and i get that but, about but why the, michael jackson when he's dead because there's an agenda like there still is an agenda with michael i feel like and you know they didn't really catch him when he was it. like catch him for some of the people that wanted to do it when he was um, alive So I think Yeah There's always been A kind of Industry versus Michael kind of Aspect Not incomplete Not incomplete Not incomplete But Michael has This is completely unrelated But it just Kind of fits the narrative Like of, against Like the recording industries like he publicly went against Sony and all that kind of stuff 2001 oh, yeah. I believe that, oh, yeah, yeah he always had they don't really care about us like he's very he's still vocal like him and Prince that. were definitely at the height of their careers and vocally present in that space so Michael did rub a lot of people around the wrong way like um, I do think there's an agenda um, I'm not gonna say that at the same time, these two people could be victims. They could be more, you know, whatever. So I'm not trying to discredit victims who come alive, um, who come to the forefront for sexual abuse claims and all that kind of stuff. not doing that, would never do that. But I think the creator, probably use these stories in tandem with a narrative to kind of, yeah, let's throw a bit more salt. Let's do it while this is fresh, this is hot. The Harvey Weinstein but era, this kind of era, let's just get a documentary out Eden as well brought
1: a good point, and I agree with your point, that obviously, you know, victims who were silenced when he was alive during those trials and those periods. Your counterpoint, yeah. Which I 100%, Which is ag- fact, that's 100% agree, but I just question, but can you actually get any true justice because he's dead? yeah uh, so like yeah okay fine you're gonna um take him off streaming platforms you're not gonna play him on the radio but that's not does I, it I, really does it really give you closure so it he, gives them
2: a voice though i guess
3: but he's dead but his image isn't and i think that's what they're trying to destroy so the presence of michael jackson in the music industry is still very prevalent maybe. i'm
2: positively driven yeah and like, positively
3: yeah. driven he's still held to a certain degree he's an icon and they're and if you have been abused and hurt by somebody and they've passed, I assume you'd still want to do something to um, make them guilty for the way they mm. treated you. A lot yeah. of victims say like, that it level. actually
2: hurts when they die because it, and they don't get over oh, yeah Cause they're like, nah, there's a void yeah. and there'll always be a void. So maybe it won't fill the void, like you yeah. said. Yeah. But if this was to be true, even with one of the victims, this is perfect for them to, not perfect, but this is one of Many things that can help yeah. the symptom, not cure it, but help it. Yeah,
1: well, I guess. It's, I guess this is the Jimmy Savile effect,
2: almost. Yeah. So yes. we'll just
1: have to wait and see what happens with
3: the case. To be honest, but then he's dead, is there a so case? Not the case. Sorry, the um the documentary and see what people and how they're interacting with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, guys, I'm just going to wrap up the episode there. Just before we go on a tangent again. Um. So this is episode. Th- four? Oh. episode 4 of done a lot the stands you are here today with your host Eads mckenzie nick tarrell and shopper brilliant enjoy the rest of your week guys